It was no. too damn hot, dude, yeah. all year. It just took so long to finally get cold. But anyways, um, we're live. Another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros. As always, we've got Chris in the studio. We've got Adam in the studio. Adam's chowing down. What's some- going on? Tell people what you're eating over there, your fine cuisine. Um, What was in our freezer was Dino Nugs. That was supper for tonight. <laughs> Dino Nugs. <laughs> yeah, the best ones out there. Do you ever put mustard on your chicken nuggets? What? I mean, I have... But like it's not a common occurrence. Like regular, yellow. just regular yellow mustard. I don't. I don't know anybody that does. It's usually just ketchup or honey mustard. Oh, or, yeah. bar, or barbecue or ranch. But I've never seen anybody just go like straight just yellow. No, mustard. no, no, no. It's not like I'm eating a hot dog wedge like just mustard or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's why I was like, wait a minute. Like, where the fuck are you coming from with this? But- just, it was just always. It was just a thought. I never really thought about it, but now it seems weird. If I saw somebody putting just straight mustard on normal chicken nuggets. Yeah, but I, I would mean, probably ask them what what their issue is. But it's always been like if I was doing it, it'd be like ketchup with a dollop. It's like a mix. It. Yeah, yeah. It's still a mixture of not just like not just straight yellow mustard. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. I would ask them who hurt them in their life and why are they so traumatized. What do you put on your hot dog? Are you like a ketchup mustard or a ketchup? I am, and especially that I've gotten older and got more into like brats and stuff like that. Um, it's always a variety of stuff now too, like relish and all kinds of other stuff can go in there too. All right, if somebody, but really, really, it really gets real fancy when you get like a good like sausage dog or a good brat. Like you get wild with it, like the freight yard. So, yeah, I did. I did. I don't know if I had did mention it when we got back from Dallas or not, but in the Chicago airport, I did have a Chicago dog. Yeah, I think you put the, a picture through with the um the pickle spear and the tomatoes and the. Actually, in the poppy seed bun was actually really good. You enjoyed it, yeah. And like the relish isn't wasn't like what I thought. It like normal relish would look like how we make relish. It's completely different. It didn't have like that heavy pickle taste. It was it was actually really good. One, Plus, with whatever little peppers that they had on it. One day, one day, a special episode of just hot dogs, hot dogs, and the different styles of hot dogs. So if somebody like if somebody handed you. A plain hot dog and gave you all the things that you could want to put on there. What are you putting on there? Hmm. Probably gonna go like if it's just a normal hot dog, probably just gonna go with like straight up just ketchup, mustard. And I really don't know if I'm gonna put anything else on it. Okay. Just the two. Just kind of keep mustard. it simple. No, you got uh on one side, chili. The other side, yeah, slaw. the chili slaw combo is good. I forgot about that. Chili slaw, ketchup, mustard. Hold on. So so you're putting it on. Are you talking like if it's laying straight straight away from me, you're putting chili yeah, on like the left? If, yeah, this wiener, if this wiener's oh, okay. pointing right at you. Okay, yeah, slaw, okay. yeah, not like... I thought you... Yeah. <laughs> not, not have one. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So yeah, which like one the, do you eat first? Then you're going to start with the chili and just get to the slaw as the like, finishing No, no, like the, le- no like the length of the... Also, if, okay. I, if I saw... If I, all right, so we're trying to, let's try to paint the picture here for the listeners. Like, if the hot dog's laid out in front of you perpendicular, so long ways instead of like in a straight line pointing away from you. Chris is talking about putting chili on one half and then slaw on the other half to where, like... No, if it was... No, it'd be perpendicular if it was... No, but I'm just saying, like, if you saw somebody that had it sideways and then, like, on, like, the left half was chili chili, and the right half was, like, slaw and they were, like, eating it where they had to slowly work through one to get to the other... That'd be weird. Yeah, you have to go talk to that person to figure out what their life story is because they've got... So you're a serial killer. Yeah. So who, what's your what's your body count? Let me how many people have you killed? So who uh who traumatized you as yeah. a child? Was it mom or dad? <laughs> or was it the uncle? Oh, but no, yeah, yeah, no, like down one side of the hot dog chili, down the other side, um, 
slaw, ketchup, mustard, sprinkle of cheese. Yeah. Okay. Call it a day. That's I'm, a good I'm, one. I'm, I am i don't eat ketchup or mustard. So for me, it's probably just going to be like chili, cheese, and onion. Like that. That's kind of like, my. See, I'm not, but I'm not like a big dice, like the raw diced onion fan. Not a fan. It gives it a good bite, in my opinion. But that's not just, a fan. That's, yeah. It's grown on me as of late. But like yeah, I said, you used to not eat onions at all. Like when we were, yeah, college. me and onions did not agree with each other <laughs> for the longest time. And for whatever reason, I've just slowly, it's have, slowly have gone away. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because I remember like kind of food out al- food allergies. I guess can change over the years. But I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, what, you know, what was say, it an allergy or is it? I don't know. Yeah. The suckers just went straight through me, dude. Like if we're <laughs> just, gonna be <laughs> brutally honest, just did not agree. Yeah, with Yeah, like huh? not at all. Did not agree with me whatsoever. Mm. But anyways, um. Me and Chris have come back from a vacation. Um, Adam, did you do anything this this week of solitarity? Um, no, I, I, I worked. butchered that. By the way, solitarity is not even a word. I don't think. <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> yeah, solidarity. Uh, no, Solitude I, is probably the actual word I should have used. Uh, my alone time. No, I uh, I worked, and then over the weekend had Christmas at the D Avenue house since. You had a Christmas party? No, uh, we we exchanged gifts and stuff on Sunday. Since Christian and Drew were heading out of town this week, headed to Charleston. Very nice. Zach's got to work. Poor Zachy boy. Is so. the Christmas Eve Eve party happening? No, okay. it is not. Damn. Uh, are, are you hosting a Christmas Eve Eve party? We talked about it, but never actually put any plans into action. So that's a big old no. Okay. Unless we just, you, unless y'all just want to come over and drink and hang out, because that's tomorrow night. That's what that would Correct. be, right? Yeah. yeah. We got dinner. It's a we, few hours to turn this baby around if we're gonna do it. <laughs> We got dinner at Miles. I'm sure we could do it, but say, not saying we couldn't make it happen, but like it wouldn't be to the level that we were originally gonna try and plan for. One. It's not yeah. gonna be a rager this year. It's not gonna be the after party of the Christmas Eve parties in the past. Those are no. good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah, the koozies and all the stuff that they make for that party. Oh yeah, Always. go all out. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to the I guess now Branham slash Helms sisters. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Cause wait, 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 no. All right, no, I'm I'm clueless. I'm sorry. They've been Alicia. We made yeah, and so did Beth. But didn't did one of them just get married like a month or two ago? Maybe or not a month. month ago, but Alicia just got married to Chuck. Yeah. Okay. 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 And she's a yeah. Helms now. She's a Helms yeah, now. Okay, and then and she's like Beth. she's Holly's stepmom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Holly and Helms. And then and then Beth has been married to Keith for. Years now, yeah, yeah. So, but anyhow, but yeah, the Ebner, gonna, Dickerson, Branham, whatever. It's always a big party on the twenty third. Yeah, that just everybody big, just comes and gets drunk. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, it's in you know it's always a good time. It's a lot of people we went to high school with. A lot of the, I guess some of the parents, a lot of the adults from around the community that we all know and they all know us. And now that we're all old enough, we all sit. Yeah, like you say, we all sit there and drink and have yeah. <laughs> drink and have a good time. It is. Yeah, it's gotta be weird for them because it's, those people watch this like grow up. Like, yeah, and now and now now we're over there like drinking them under the table and they're like, oh. I'm so old. Yeah, what it, they'd be like, yeah, what what it's like to be young again, right? Yeah, and they're always like, wait till you get older, it catches up to you. But then so, yeah, every year we would also throw the uh, after party at at the D Avenue house, so that's no longer gonna happen. Christmas is going to be different this year. Like, t- I mean, typically for Sydney and I, like, obviously, and Alex is in the same boat. We have a lot of places to go, a lot of things to do. And just this year, it's kind of it's kind of weird. We only got three stops on Christmas Day. Only. Yeah. We. 
How many do you, how many do y'all typically have on Christmas Day? So two two years ago or three years ago, we had eight. What yeah. the f- yeah? How what? Just, just from a mix of like grandparents' houses and so you're, parents' so you're, houses. But your grandparents and parents didn't just do one thing. No, nah, like my parents always like for us to you know come do our individual gifts because I mean when 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 you would go to grandparents, we're that we're at that age now where we don't get gifts like correct. Nanny and Papa would just, you know, give you some cash or something. Yeah. But, you know, they have my cousins and stuff have kids. So, like, their kids would get gifts. Some of the younger people would get, like, Kenley Ann would still get gifts and stuff. See, so, I guess what I'm what I'm thinking is, like, when we would, when we would do it, like, we would go and have mom's side of the family. Like, we'd have. That's how, yeah, that's how we did it. Yeah. The grandparents, whoever. Yeah. Everybody went, we got all together at one spot. So, typically for us, that was Christmas Eve. We'd get everybody together Christmas Eve. And then we'd come home Christmas Day and do like me and our, our immediate family. But no, as far as it would be like immediate family and then have to go visit the grandparents of both sets of family members. That's how that's how we do it on our side. We've got one on Christmas Eve and then three on the day of. Yeah. We've we've started now, like this year. We're all right, so we're doing moms tomorrow, not at all since flying in tonight. So like we we will exchange gifts with Mama Bubba, Kenley, and McKenna. We'll do this intermediate family, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Then then on Christmas Eve we go do Jacks. So it'll be Jack and Rita and all them. And then Christmas Eve night we're gonna do Jennifer's. So that on Christmas Day we have, which we typically would have my dad's mom that yep. morning, but she's not doing anything this year because of COVID. And so we're just gonna go to my dad's and do my dad's. Yep. And then on for lunch on Christmas Day, we'll do Sydney's mom's family, like the whole Keith, Kelly, the whole shebang grandparents. Yeah. And then we'll do that night. See, we'll do my mom's. I guess. Yeah. My thing. Yeah. That's my thing was the. we Yeah. All the extended family mm-hmm. and whatnot was mostly Christmas Eve. Immediate family was Christmas Day. But y'all are doing it. And I guess a little two years, two years ago, we did all of them in one day and it was. Tiring see, as shit. Yeah, see, that's just. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's too much. You spend to you spend an hour with people, basically. Yeah, I would say because you're traveling, I, there's there's no time to spend with anybody if you're doing that much. You're like, all right, yeah, thank you for the gifts. All right, I got my next stop. Got to go. Yeah, that's just. I don't know. I wouldn't. That wouldn't seem. Have enjoyable. you talked? Have y'all figured out what you're doing meal wise for Christmas? Um, I'll be in Greenwood during the day. So I'll be with her family and then um Yeah, but like do you know what you're eating at all? Oh, I have no idea. Do you know what you're eating at all? Yeah, I've got an idea for pretty much every spot. Anybody doing Christmas ham? Yeah, usually somebody's always doing a ham. Bro, of the seven stops we got this no year, ham? nobody's doing ham. Nobody wants Like I, I want a ham? I want a Christmas ham. We're eating steak three times <laughs> in three days. Why don't you that's atrocious? I know Why there's like, no Christmas ham. I know. That's what I'm like. Because I, I want to be that guy now. Like when I grow up and I'm the, I'm the dad or I'm the granddad, I want to be the guy that just has that sweet honey glaze ham that everybody's that just good, like, good. yeah, like, oh, damn. I mean, I don't even care about his mashed potatoes or anything, but I want that ham. You know what I mean? Like everybody always does turkey on Thanksgiving. We had, I mean, hell, we had the debate on the podcast. We had the voting. And surprisingly enough, 30% said they eat ham on Thanksgiving anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I do. We we usually did both as far as on Thanksgiving. We do a ham and a turkey. We got, we but got, yeah, we always, we always typically have a ham or, um, we always do like a pork loin sometimes too. Pork loin would be good. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's typically a pork product, a pork product. It's not a beef product. Oh, on Christmas. I got an idea for you and me and the smoker. So, dad, so of the two deer, dad's getting some deer loins done. 
and I think you and I need to come up with something and smoke a deer loin. Easy enough, easy uh, enough. A rub or like cut it open, like you know, flay it open flat, and then put some like cheese or something in it, we roll it that. back up. Uh, me and Austin did that. We, uh, um, yeah, dad's got a pepper, one, pepper, pepper jack cheese and wrap it in bacon. Yep, yeah, that's what dad does with his. But I want to, you and I need to put our heads together and come up with something. Doing so, fish, all right. So, speaking of, yeah, doing fish for Christmas is weird. Um, that's a that's isn't, a isn't that an Italian thing, like the seven fish thing? I don't know. We're, we're I don't know. Illy, Italian, so yeah. I'm, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an Italian thing. Is like it's called like the seven fishes or something like that. Seven fishes. Where did you hear this from? Uh, I'm pretty. When I was dating Ashley in high school, I'm pretty sure that's what her family did for Ashley's Italian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dakota, come on. I mean, Dakota can be all kinds. Of yeah, things. it is. It's the feast of the seven fishes. It's an Italian American celebration right. of Christmas Eve. What what type of fishes are we talking? So you, this one here, you've got. I'm not even going to say the Italian or even try to say the Italian, but according to this, it is marinated anchovies, wild sea bass soup. Okay. Hold on. It's loading. I could do the fish wild. tartare. Oh, yeah. I could do that. Seafood pasta, baked fish, grilled fish, fish with roasted fennel and tagiasi olives. <laughs> some sort of olives. Some, I just butchered that. Yeah. I got, I could do the grilled fish. I can do the but roasted yeah. with fi- with fennel. I can. But yeah, I've heard of that though. Of but like I said, it's an Italian thing. Okay, makes okay. sense. All right. So speaking of Christmas traditions, let's talk about this poll question we had. That All right. We put out on the Instagrams, the grams of Insta, and everybody just wrote in answers. Yep. And yes, yeah. they didn't. Apparently, chaos ensued. Did you write in an answer? I did not. I'm on the show. Whack. Still could have put you in. <laughs> I'd be messaging myself. Yeah, that's besides the point. Just I make, mean, a, he, he make can, our numbers look good. He frowned upon in some societies. He can make our yourself. numbers look good, man. He can obviously, uh, yeah, he can, he can obviously give his opinion. But um, our, our sweet friend, Taylor Riddle, uh, shout out to you for being the first one to write an answer in. It was a Christmas vacation. Um, I'm good getting movie. Yeah, movie. Adam. Adam. Adam's write-in was following. So early on, that's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> early on, it was literally dominated by Christmas Vacation. I think the four, yeah, the first four write-ins were all Christmas Vacation. Hell yeah, we got a couple. My L- movie. We got a couple elves come in there. Typical. Um, we got a Grinch from Bria Riddle. Thank you. Like the she, anima- animated or the Jim Carrey one? I would imagine she's gonna be. Mm, with her being in our age group, I'm assuming she's referring yeah, to the Jim Carrey or the first animated one. Like yeah. the 60s one? The, yeah, the, the one. one that's like 30 minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine the Jim Carrey one. probably but the yes, one I would, I would assume the Jim Carrey one. That's the one we just watched here recently, too. And and then, controversially, it was taken over by Die Hard. Die Hard. Like, die Hard. Yeah. It was, it was literally Die Hard from there out. So I think we ended up with seven Die Hards, which would be the winner over Christmas Vacation. But... Obviously, Christmas. Yeah, those are great people one. there because those are people that are they're on a mission to make it known that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. They saw the opportunity and they struck for just filling it in. Yeah. Die Hard. D- John Boy literally so wrote. Also, people forget Die Hard Two is also a Christmas movie. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Because that's the one where he's fighting at the airport and it's literally snowed out and they can't get out or in and stuff like that. And there's the heist that goes on Christmas Day. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Die Hard Two. There's like six of them, so like yeah, yeah. Know, it's like yeah. the Fast and Furious movies. They just kind of kept on. The most going. recent one was pretty good, um, and the first two are pretty good. Because the, is the Hobbs and Shaw part of the Fast and Furious series, or yes. is it part? Okay, yes. All right, all right, all right. 
Um, but John, part of the Fast and Furious diabolical whatever the hell that movie, is. yeah. But John Boy wrote literally Die Hard. Period. No contest. Period. Okay. We got a couple. Um, we had a couple. Sydney wrote in Santa Claus. Blair wrote in White Christmas. I've never seen that movie. Has anybody ever seen that? I don't think so. But I don't Santa think Cla- so. It the Santa Claus series, though, great series with of Tim movies. Allen in it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because that's what I told her. I was like, "You need to, p- you need to tell me which one." And she, the, she said the first one. She uh, did say she liked the second one. I say, I think the second one's White Christmas is a movie that came out in 1954. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know which one. Which one do you think is your favorite Santa Claus movie? Me? Yeah. The first. That- Oh, there's actually a quote. The second, the second one's actually a quote in Christmas Vacation about White Christmas because because Ben Crosby's in White Christmas, uh-huh. yeah. And Clark says something in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation about Ben Crosby tap dancing. So I'm, just, I'm not looking at the quote. But in that, like, in the car ride going to the tree, you mentioned something about White Christmas. I think so. I don't know. Can I remember? Because kind of like I think it's one of those like where he's like kind of yelling and he says something about like yeah. Ben Crosby's. We got a 7.6 out of 10 on the uh, IMDb or whatever. Um, what were you asking me? Oh, the Santa Claus series. Isn't the second one the one where he has to find love? He has to find a yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Claus? Yeah. I, I like that one. Yeah, it's about, it's about, it's in Christmas Vacation. The quote is, it's when like all the shit's starting to kind of go downhill. And his yeah. wife's like, why is it, why would everybody should just go home for Christmas? Like they're all trying to leave. And he says, we're going to press on. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the quote. So that was referring to White Christmas. Okay. All right. So that was Blair's right in. That's the only thing I know about White Christmas is that quote. I'm apparently the only one that prefers Polar Express over everything else. So Polar Express is good, but I'm not going to say it's the best. best. I understand. There's definitely, I think, better better, um, Christmas movies out there than Polar Express. But I will tell you, though, like watching Polar Express as a kid, like I was being actually kind of young enough when it first came out. That movie would get you awfully fucking hyped for Christmas. Oh also, yeah. But did you not ever look in like the the characters' eyes and just feel like how not lively they look? Especially not the weird boy, the weird one. Yeah, the one with the glasses. Yeah, he he was a weird like but character like the, to try to like just make eye contact. But with. like their eyes just seemed like they were like doll eyes and just like never moved. So it's not like their eyes moved with what was going on. It's like their whole body or whole head had to move. That's and weird. I, I'm not gonna go back and watch that yeah, now. It's probably gonna ruin it for me. I didn't get that in depth with it, but, but like, I, but so, well, the only reason I bring that up is because I think I saw it on a TikTok, and not, and then when they they were showing like clips of it, I kind of noticed. I'm like, holy, sh-. like, yeah, their eyes do not look like they're like like even if I understand that's like it's, you, it's like it's funny watching other animated movies. Or like watch, go back and watch the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The hearts of like where the reindeer are flying and stuff like that. I never realized how bad the animation was until like watching the other night. And I was like, "Holy oh, yeah. shit!" Well, I was like, compared to what we see now. Yeah, obviously, but, but yeah, it's still it's 19- kind of funny though. Something like you'll watch something that, but it's you distinctly remember being so cool, and then you go back and watch it now, and you know with modern technology, you're kind of like, "Wow, well, this was bad." Yeah. But like for them, like <laughs> for that time, it was cutting 90s, edge. Yeah. yeah. 1990. Well, I guess that's technically mid 90s. 94 is when that movie came out. Polar Express? No. Uh, Santa Claus. Was it really 1994 was when the first Santa yeah. Claus movie came out? Yeah. And Tim Allen was young, and so was the guy, the kid. Dang. And then, the only reason we know we don't think it like that because well, it took like 10 years for them to make the second one. I think. I say yeah. We were. I mean, we were probably six, seven. So I mean that that movie had been out probably 
six, seven, eight yeah, years. Yeah, ninety four, and then Santa Claus two came out eight years later. Okay, all right, okay, that makes more sense. Now, I'd I say, yeah, we were yeah. probably seven, eight before we even saw the first Santa Claus, though. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I got like I have such a, a bias towards Polar Express because before the movie, my mom would actually like Christmas Eve night. That was our tradition for me, mom and Austin was to sit down and read the Polar Express. So like that's got a little bit of a bias. But I'll say this and it might be a little controversial to say it, but I actually feel like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation literally has like a cult following when it comes to Christmas. I think time. it does. It, it does. does. But I still like, think it's a really good movie. But no, it's definitely I, I one of those too. like it's kind of like it's kind of like Harry Potter cults, stuff like that. Like people just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love it, or, or it's just kind of like a thing. Yeah, because see, it's, like it's just like a thing for me. Like, but there's some people like they make it a point to watch it every year at Christmas time. That's what I was getting to. My I'm dad, one of those people, or I watch the uh, a Christmas story when they play it for the 24 hours on TBS. The, but that's oh, the yeah. only day I will watch it. Yeah, I'd never watch it outside of the year. I, I want, well, but Christmas I want, vacation. I, me and Callie watch it like she said in the chat right there. Every time we put the tree up, they'll they'll be on the background or something like that. To me, that's kind of like the start of the Christmas. Christmas vacation, I guess. The Christmas, the Christmas, Christmas season. spirit. But we also, can quote that movie almost entirely through National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Yeah. My dad can, and and you talk about watching it every single year. My dad watches it on Thanksgiving Day, like at night. Once the once the Thanksgiving meal's done, that's what he goes there. Well, yeah, because that's the start of the Christmas season. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's literally the start of his Christmas season is watching Christmas Vacation. So Was the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. So well, just, somebody had to throw something through the window. Something had to hit the stereo. Well, my favorite scene in that is like when he comes out to cut the top, the bottom of the tree off, and the and the neighbor dude was like, "Where are you going to put a tree that size, Griswold?" And Griswold's like, "Bend, Bend over, over I'll, I'll show you." And he's like, "You can't talk to me like that." And he goes, "I wasn't talking to you." And his wife's just standing like, "Huh?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. I forget what his son's name he goes. Dad, did you bring a saw to cut down the tree? And his eyes like light and up. And they play like that the little like that like shock music, like that, and it just shows and him digging it, it out. And next well, it doesn't show it. Next thing you know, you just see the car driving away. And it's got the big the old whole roots and everything. Where they had how they got Chelsea, the car. Chelsea brought got, a good one. Oh, go on, sorry. Say how they got the car down there to get the tree. No idea. Yeah, it's a movie. Magic. But Chelsea brought a good one. It's got a cult following, and it's also just a good, I guess, Christmas movie, but nightmare before Christmas. That's I've, one of those that's got a very strong cult following. I saw it on TV the other day, but I, I don't know I don't if I've ever seen that before. It's a um, Tim Boten film. No, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen it before. I was gonna. It's say, a claymation one. It's like it's like the Halloween people trying to experience Christmas. That's what I was gonna say. Is that like the old claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? That's that one, one or favorites. like um the the whole Frosties. the whole all those like the the fifteen minute claymation movies you got. Well, they're not Rudolph Frosty. Well, they, they weren't technically claymations because they aren't technically. They weren't technically clay characters. They were like puppets. Wait. No, the Rudolph no, 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 is no. Clay the Rudolph Nation. is definitely No, clay it Nation. wasn't. We've looked it up because we had this argument at work. A it's like the 1954. Weeks. The clay. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. definitely a claymation. I'm with you, Alex. It's definitely a claymation. We looked it up because we had this argument. And I thought I could have swore it would have a claymation, too. But the one we're talking about with the little elf and they found uh Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy right there. Yeah, holy shit, he's actually. Once you see the actual pictures, you can look at it. They're not clay. They're Rudolph not, is not clay. He's actually a very like finely knit like felt thing. Yeah, he's a it's called it's called stop motion. Yeah, he's. I knew he's there was like stop motion, but I could have sworn he was clay. But look, oh wow, you can look at this. Yeah, because you can actually see he's like a fabric. Yeah. Wow. That's that's, ex right. that's exactly what I thought too. I was like, 
because I called them claymations this entire time. So too. all of those 50-minute movies aren't clay at all. They're like this felt, yeah. sewn-together kind of thing. Puppets, puppets, essentially. All right. But so like, all right, so back on track, we've got, you've got those movies, you got Rudolph, you've got like the Jack Frost, you've got, um, is it one of the Saint Nick where, where it shows Santa's origin story? I think so. Frosty wasn't in, that was just an animated series, like an animated movie. Like yeah, that was just an animated series. Yeah. yeah. That's another great one, though, the Frosty one. Yukon Cornelius is the like OG, the, the Frontier Man. He is he is an OG. That may have fought Yukon off Cornelius. That may have fought off a freaking frost giant with uh, a a little abominable snowman. Yeah, with, with like a ice pick, a little ice pick. <laughs> there was the, there was the the year without Santa Claus, a Miser Brothers Christmas. That was like the the blue guy and the fire guy. The, and then Santa Claus oh, is coming was, to town. Like um. I say they have a song about it, don't they? Santa Claus is coming down. No, yeah. the Miser um, Brothers. I think so. Yeah, there's a song about it. I'm pretty sure, like it's sung in like the Jack Frost um, what movies? What so if there's you nine of them? It's all they're all. Um, what if you yeah, can't court? They're all stop motion. They're like none. They're, of them. they're all created by the same two people: Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, but yeah, they're not. So you've got claymations. Rudolph's. No, they're they're all stop motion. Rudolph's. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. The Little Drummer Boy. Oh, that was a good mm, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Then you, of course, you've got the Jack Frost. Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. <laughs> what? Remember that one? <laughs> Never seen that one. Okay, clearly, not, clearly not a success on that. Rudolph one. and Frosty's Christmas in July, and then according to this list, the number one is the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember either. What if Yukon Cornelius actually started coronavirus? What if him licking that pickaxe was what started coronavirus? Oh my God. <laughs> Boy, Where, what? <laughs> this is like a fifty-year gap in between the two of these things. He'd been frozen in time, so now yeah, I get it. Ice caps are melting. He's just now being discovered. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's that's what it started. That's he put. He, you know, that's that, actually a thing that the apparently like there's like you know there's old viruses and diseases and stuff like that, like frozen in glaciers from like prehistoric times. That yeah, that they're actually worried like you know if global warming continues and all this stuff melts down to that level, kind of like that. Old, those viruses that have basically been like. Frozen in time, or kind of like the will old come Ju- to life and stuff the like old that. Jurassic Park thing where they uh the mosquito sucked the blood of a dinosaur and then frozen, got tree sapped and got caught in amber and that's how you got the DNA for dinosaurs. Yeah, you remember that in Jurassic yeah, Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is actually is it possible? That's not actually possible. I've seen where they've actually done that. They'll recreate DNA from like just fragments of it, but they'll use like another mm-hmm. animal's. DNA to like splice it together. Yeah. Okay. Missing right. the missing genes. Missing so the science behind it actually, I think, is not too far off. But I think people are just smart enough. But not yeah, to I, do think, that. I think I so, think you could take a mosquito though, and if you legitimately caught it and extracted, especially whatever, if it was something like that where it got caught until like it was alive, and all of a sudden something like happened to where it just instantly died and was captured in time, like in an amber or a frost or well, something like that, I'm or tar. Yeah, even if you if you got bit by a mosquito and we caught it and then took a needle to the blood sack of it like i think i would be able to analyze you would blood. you'd be able to yeah that's crazy as long as it hadn't digested the blood too yeah. badly i think but yeah, but yeah if you if you'd like killed it and had like that the blood sack still on yeah i think i could 
take a needle and theoretically examine your blood from that mosquito. Look up something for me. Did Die Hard actually come out like around Christmas time? I think it came out on Christmas Day. No, not no. at all. Oh. July 15th. It was Christmas in July. That just that that, that that's where it kind of irks me about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Like I thought the whole thing was it either came out on Christmas Day or was it just that fact it takes place on Christmas? It takes place on Christmas Day because it's the Christmas party that they're at. Okay. When everything happens. Right. And, and that's what makes it a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it that. I'll give it that. All right. Because so it takes officially, place. I mean, he, he even makes one of the dead guys wear a Santa hat. Remember when he, he kills one of them, the, the like MP7 seen, or MP5? I, had, I hadn't seen Die Hard and. Well, he kills one of the so bad guys. That's yeah. like one of the little like German machine guns, yeah. submachine guns, and he puts the Christmas hat on him and like writes on his shirt. And he's like, "Now I have a machine gun," and sends the elevator down to all the bad guys. Isn't one of them named "It's a Good Day to Die Hard"? Yes, that's like number three or four. Okay, that's the last one that I saw. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So officially, through our poll question, Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time, followed up by. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And then Elf, technically, I think, because I think Elf got votes. Elf, Elf is a really good one, though. That is a good... I Elf's a good one. I don't know why. I, I've Bye, never... buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Elf is, yeah, Elf is a very good Christmas movie, though. And the fact that I think I read where Will <laughs> yeah. Ferrell thought it was going to be a flop... And he thought like that yeah. was going to be the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, he was worried about it, and it's and like it's literally like, like a cult classic again. It's a once in a generation Christmas movie to like that. Yeah. What year did it come out? Early two thousands. Yeah, I remember yeah. when that came out. We were like we were in elementary school. Yeah. yeah, I say was it? Oh no, I think it was earlier than two thousand five. Two thousand two, maybe. I don't remember. Two thousand three. Yeah. Wait, no, hold on. That's Elf. Buddy singing cheer along came out oh, okay. in two thousand three. Maybe it Elf came out before that. Bill. Callie, I'm so with you. Home Alone is such a great Christmas series that nobody gets oh, yeah. credit to. Just one and two. Just one and two. Yeah, Home Alone 3 was not good. It was a completely different kid and a whole yeah. different like timeline and everything. I know. And it, it just, it, there wasn't as much abuse it in wasn't, it. It wasn't about the McAllisters anymore after two. No. Okay, so no, Elf did come out in 2003. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was... um. That was... That was... What is that? Late nineties babies. Yeah. But especially for us that actually knew could comprehend what was going on with it. Uh great, great Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean I was nine years old when that came yeah. out. So like it's still great. It's a great kids classic. But yeah, right like there. for five, six year olds, seven year olds, you know, who still have all this Christmas spirit that had that had been crushed yet by ten. <laughs> Did, didn't something happen to the guy that actually played the kid in Home Alone? Yeah, he like got. Yeah, he went out fucking like weird and crazy, like most child childhood actors do. Okay, I think he got fun fact: out. the boy in Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon. You probably know this. Do you know what show he also stars in? No, it just ended. Is one of the most like popular shows of our time. Supernatural, Big Bang Theory. He was like the cooler nerd of the four. Oh, that's the little boy from Christmas Vacation. I did not know that. That's cool. Rusty, the cooler nerd. Um, He's the one that marries Penny. Yeah, um, yeah. Leonard. No. Isn't it? No, right. it's not Leonard. Is I'm, it? I'm I don't pretty know. sure it is. Leonard. It's not Sheldon. It's Leonard. He plays Leonard. I have no idea. I don't really watch that show. I have, yeah, I didn't really watch that show. 
I'm not going to lie. It's going to sound pretty bad, but like a month ago, I realized that Young Sheldon is a show about Sheldon, Sheldon Cooper. Being, yeah, being young. My God. <laughs> I just don't watch TV. I don't watch TV, man. I like, that's my big thing is, yeah, I don't, I mean, literally, if I watch TV, it's for a, a sports. sports game. <laughs> I don't even watch the Food Network anymore at this point. I just watch videos. Drivers, diners, and dives, we won. Okay, so it wasn't Leonard. He did play Leonard. Okay. Wow. So that's the same guy. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. But oh, anyways, what's the movie with the kid with the red rocket? Not the, not the, yeah. What? Hold on. What? Yeah. What? No, no, I don't know what you're back. watching. Hold up. The red. Okay. I Legal think... disclaimer. Ooh. We have nothing to do with what Chris just said. I meant the red, um, red the, rifle. The uh, uh, red the rider red. BB guns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Red oh, Rider BB gun. Sorry. Oh, the lever action BB gun. Yeah. You talking about old Cliff with the big red dog? <laughs> not Andy Dalton. Not Andy Dalton. My God. All right, let's uh, get into our uh, first beard. Y'all want the tall boy or the short boy? Tall boy. Tall boy. Yeah. Okay, so I brought these Ooh. back from um, our Wyoming winter escape. I actually bought these at the bar of the resort we stayed at, and just told them like not to open the tabs. And I'm like, okay, and that's how I got these. Sweet, but I did go to the few breweries and try a bunch of stuff on tap while we were down there. Yeah, one of one of them made a nice comment on your uh, on your Instagram post as well. So yeah, that was cool. No, um, just follow us back, bastards. Um, easy now. Can't so miss. Callie loves the little short boy can. She's gonna want to finish this off when we get done. But I had a Melvin beer um, while we were up there. Did not have this one exactly. So this is the Sour Soul Volume One, and it's a sour ale with passion fruit and guava. So wait, is Melvin yes. the brewery? Yes, Melvin okay. is the brewery. And it's a 4%. One solid pint. Passion fruit and guava. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm down for it. And it's in technically in Alpine, Wyoming, and we were in Jackson, so I mean close enough. Yeah, say, how, yeah. how close is that? Like a saying you're from Lexington, but the buoys in Columbia. I don't, I don't know. I was in Wyoming for a week. I didn't learn all their cities. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> me, it must have been within driving distance. Where is the university at? No, I, I bought this at the resort. They had this oh, one oh, yeah, at the mind. resort. Yeah. I think, well, when you said you went to a couple of the breweries, I figured. So we went to some of the breweries, but not Melvin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was my bad. I thought you said you got it from the. Never mind. Yeah. I thought you were saying you got that one too at the brewery. Anybody know where the university Wyoming? of Wisconsin is? Wyoming. Oh, Wisconsin. The hell you think he was going <laughs> seven states over? Jesus. It's got to be somewhere near Jackson because the logo of Jackson Hole is the same logo the University of Wyoming adopted. The that bucking, cowboy. the cowboy on the bucking okay. horse. It's probably in Jackson. I mean, I don't know any other city in Wyoming. Jackson was small, and I did not see a university. <laughs> no, Unless that university is that damn small, I just walked by the one building. No, nobody's <laughs> been there the fall semester because of COVID, so it's all white. It's just covered in snow. No, it, what? I like it. Okay. It's not too super sour, but it's enough there to give you a good flavor. It's a cool little can design. Yeah, I do like it. Let me get the snag with Adam's ugly mug in the back. Appreciate the rest of that can design on the other side. Laomi, Wyoming, Laomi. Okay. Do I know what that is? Nope. I know where Larry Tunsil is. Get it? No? Okay. Lam- right, cool. Yeah, I, I got, I'm trying. Yeah, it's a person. Yeah, all right. He's the guy with the we, the gas mask before the day before the draft. Do you remember, do you remember that? No, he was. He's, he was he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he was the one that got caught smoking with the fucking uh vaporator or the uh, yeah, I forget what it's called, but he had like an actual the respirator on the and gas, it, the yeah. bong was attached to it and everything. Yeah, it's like it's uh, taking Laramie is just west of Cheyenne. Oh, Alpine, Alpine is literally just south of uh, Jackson, 
Not too far. So this beer is actually probably like an hour drive from Jackson where we stayed. This is pretty solid, Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, the University of Wyoming is probably a good five hours from Jackson. Jesus. Okay. It's Jackson's like almost like the northwest corner of the state. This is like the southeast corner. It's a lot closer to hell. You're probably closer to Denver than you are Jackson. And to go to Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Wyoming University is. Yeah, it definitely is. Good ways from Jackson. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all know who's from Wyoming? Um, No, but we I know who lives there. No, I meant like, you know, the famous sports athlete that's from the University of Wyoming. No. Want to take any guesses? Hmm. Quarterback in the NFL. Okay, I was about to say what? I give you that quarterback in the NFL. Josh Allen. It is Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I forgot that's he, why he I, can handle that damn cold weather so I, well. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he went to Wyoming. Yeah. That's actually you. You make that joke. That is literally one of the reasons the Buffalo Bills drafted him because the Buffalo Bills have been drafting quarterbacks from like Southern California that just nobody, can't nobody throw ever, the ball in the snow. And nobody's ever played in the cold. Negative thirty, and that's one of the big things for them when they got the opportunity to draft. Dude, the Allen. snow out there and the cold out there is just so different. So different. It's probably one of the, it's, that's honestly one of the, the uh, not one of it's probably the best vacation I've ever been on. Wait, so it's legit the greatest vacation you've ever been on? Oh yeah, dude! From the not ice fishing, the snowmobiling, the flipping the snowmobiles, um, exploring anybody, the town. So nobody got hurt though. No, so it was actually kind of cool. It was like we were going down the Continental Divide Trail, and we were going this big loop, and we we're going to go to this lodge and actually lunch there on the full day. We were just going through the forest and. We get to this like hill area, and for whatever reason, I'm on the I'm on the solo snowmobile. Cal and Chelsea are on the double, and for whatever reason, in my mind, I was like, "All right, let's go up this hill. Let's make it." Knowing damn well that the two seater snowmobile was not going to make it up this hill, so I start going. I get about three quarters of the way up there, and it like I'm talking, it's a pretty good solid like, like slope steep, up, steep yeah, climb. steep up. And it's one of those like if you're going on a four wheeler, you'd be worried about the four wheeler possibly like if you gas it too much, you flip backwards. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt the like snowmobile kind of like dig in and start tilting to the left, and it was like it got to the point of like no returns. So I had to like bail off, fell into like what six feet of snow, dude. Like it's crazy it's how powder. like that snow's so deep, but you can stand on top of it. You'll sink, of course. But you're not going to sink all the way through. Yeah, but and, it's all that powder. That just oh kinda, yeah, and the snowmobile it. like flipped to the side, and it was one of those like where I was sitting there trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and like the best decision you can make in that situation is to continue the roll of the snowmobile. Just push it further. Let it keep rolling down the hill until it gets to this on lanes upright, and then you stop it. So that's what I had to do. There you go. God. Just bail that thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I did a- stand there and try to flip it back towards me to get Didn't it upright, work. and I was like, nope, going to just push this down the hill. <laughs> this is actually really good. I really like this. Got good sour bite to it. I like it. Yeah. I The... Go ahead. The fl- like the flavors are certainly different than like what most sours. I mean, when you get most sours, it's typically some type of cherry or strawberry or you know. I mean, I feel like so- that passion fruit hits you right. Yeah, and right I like in it. the mouth. I like it though. Cal, you can come try this if you want to come try this. There's plenty of left. Um. Also, yeah, Cal just said in the chat. Apparently, Huckleberry is a massive thing out there, dude. Like everywhere you went, like we went to the this like fudge store, like a candy store, had Huckleberry fudge. You went to breakfast, they had Huckleberry 
pastries, is all kinds a, of Huckleberry stuff. Is huckleberry that a family, jam? Was that a family name from out that area, or is that like a, not Huckleberry Finn, like, like, like an actual Huckleberry? Huckleberry is like a huckleberry, legit it's berry. An actual berry. It's a Huckleberry, yeah. But like, I could see it like it also being a family name. Yeah, I understand that. Like, um, <laughs> like all the, the stores and stuff are yeah, are, yeah. Are, you um, know, Huckleberries, Brackliner, and stuff. What's the damn movie? Like, oh, uh, got Ben Affleck in it. And um, Sandra no. Bullock. No, I'm talking about like they t- go to Alaska or wherever the hell he's from. Blindside? No, <laughs> no, it's not Ben Affleck. You're thinking of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yes. And they go up to Canada, I think, where, where she where she's from. Is it a Hallmark movie? Wait, no, it's where he's from. from. She gets tagged along because she, she's his boss. The proposal. Uh, That's, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. I say, as I say, and it also got Betty White in it. Betty White's in that movie. But yeah, dude, wine. I mean, Huckleberry's a big thing. Like, we we went to this restaurant called Local, and we, we honestly went there a lot and became locals of Local. And this the bar, they had this Huckleberry-infused whiskey, and they made an old-fashioned out of it. But since the whiskey already had that Huckleberry flavor to it, it was just, oh, so good. And then they put, like, the two cherries on the toothpick with the orange peel and all that and put yeah. it in there. Phenomenal. Phenomenal drink. Yeah, I, sound, I get down with that. Oh, and dude, we um, so I flew out there with my my pistol. I took two of my pistols. Took one for like, this kind of sounds weird. One to take around town. The one like actually in the wilderness because one's going to do better than the other. Yep. Surprisingly easy to fly with a gun. Kind of a little kind of concerned about how easy that was. But on the way back say, from was Jackson, there, was there any kind of paper? So you you had to put it in a hard box, lock the box. Ammo cannot be in the magazine or in the gun, and the magazine has to be out of the gun. But magazine and gun go in the hard box. Lock it up. Put it in your suitcase, and then the ammo has to be stored somewhere else in the suitcase. Yeah, and you take it to security. You declare it. You fill out some paperwork. You put a piece of paper in the in the suitcase. They scan it, and you have to stand by and just wait for like TSA to scan it all different ways and clear it, and they'll put it on the plane. Well, we but get it's, we're leaving. It's not like you were being able like you couldn't put it on a carry. No, no, you're not. You're not putting it on a carry on or nothing. It's not. Like I just walked in like with it in my what? pocket. Like, what? hey, I got a Glock like, in my pocket. Or, I'm here to defend this plane. Yeah, or, no, like, or, or be like, all right, yeah, just. You can put it in this lockbox, and then they put it. I say, yeah, I mean, like plane. I say, it's pretty easy, but it's also one of those things like I followed the requirements, so yeah. maybe just you know, I'm not being a dumbass about it, but like it's it's safe to do it because like everything, like I said, it's so completely separated. It's all it's locked up in multiple boxes. Well, we put it in all that situation. We put it on the lockbox and everything. We put it in the suitcase, and we're leaving the Jackson Airport, and we'll I check the bag. Excuse me, and like okay, well. There's a little small airport, so they're like, okay, you have to go stand under this by this door. TSA will come out in 10 minutes and talk to you if your bag cleared or not. It's like, okay, cool. I can do that. Go over there and stand over there. Oh, sorry. Have some heartburn over there? You, no, you that just... beer's got me some, making me want to burp right real bad <laughs> right now. Um, so I go over there, stand by that door, and I'm waiting for TSA to come out and see if my suitcase is cleared and all my pistol in it. And having to catch one TSA guy walking, he's like, hey, which bag is it? And like, he knew... Just God, it's from the wilderness of Wyoming. People fly with firearms there all the time. He was like, hey, are you, are you checking a bag with a gun in? I was like, yeah. Told him the bag. He's like, all right, I'm going to go back there and see what's going on. Just And I'll come out and let you know. Well, he disappears for like 10 minutes. I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, something's happened with my bag. He comes out and he goes, you want to hear a funny story? And I was like, yeah. Like, not really, but yeah. What's the funny story? He goes, your gun didn't set any alarms off. It was the Huckleberry jam that you stuffed inside of a boot that set the alarms off. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, we saw a gelatinous material stored in a cylinder container in stuffed a inside of a boot. And I was like, 
I just didn't want the glass to break. And he goes, yeah, I know, but it makes people think it's a fucking bomb, dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> He's like, but you're good to go now. I was like, awesome. <laughs> they called in the bomb squad to come and pull out a dog <laughs> yeah. jam. There's a lot of dogs coming over here. This is not good. <laughs> hey, He's like, He's like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the gun we were worried about. It was your huckleberry jam. Did anybody else notice the, the number of German shepherds that just appeared <laughs> <Yeah>. in here? <laughs> Now, I would have shit a brick if I was just standing there and like I saw like a bunch of cops walk in and go to the door that I was standing by. I'm like, oh goodness. Yeah, we had we had to go through customs and there was dogs sniffing all the all the bags and stuff through customs. And I mean, you know, dude, one of the craziest things it. I've ever seen was um when I flew to France in like 2008, landed at Paris Airport, and I see like six French dudes and they're obviously in like the French army walk by with like their M4s just strapped their chests, just walking through the airport, and I'm like. What the hell? I'm just like, I just watched an armed like fire squad just walk by like it was nothing. And they're just all chit-chatting, talking. I'm like, no one would ask why these guys are doing armed patrols in this airport. Like, maybe we should be addressing something here. Have yeah. you not seen Taken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to give it an 8.6. I, I think it's a really solid beer. I think it would certainly be something that if it wasn't my first choice would be the second choice at the brewery. Um, I like it because like, Sure, it's a sour, eat. but it's not so sour that's going to give me like heartburn. I'm going to get tired or I'm going to get tired of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's giving you the burps, but you can handle burps. Eight, yeah. Eight, nine. Eight, nine. Eight, nine. Okay. Solid. That's a it's, big one for Adam. That's a solid beer. That yeah. really is very, I like, I like the, the tropical food. I do I feel do. like the tropical fruit is a taste that I haven't really gotten any of the sours. Exactly. Tried. And that's one of the reasons it was so high. It's a for unique me. passion it's a, fruit. Exactly. It's a unique sour in its sense of the flavor that it's bringing to the table hey, and they, throw, so they threw out the artist too like a lot of cans we've seen are starting to do that now oh good oh, good call out good call out so there's multiple versions of these because that says sour soul version one volume one or volume, or volume, volume one. one i don't volume think one. so i think it's just like the play on like soul music like sour soul volume one like okay. the album volume one okay i didn't know if there was like you know i'm gonna a, look it up just to, these. to be sure but i think that's just the the kind of play yeah. they're going for yeah, very, very good beer by Melvin Booing, man. Very good. You got a you got a number for this? Yeah. Um. Hate to follow Adam, but eight nine on this eight, one. Eight nine. Yeah. Just just short of that nine swing. Yeah. If I was in if I was in Wyoming in that area, yeah. If it was within like a thirty minute drive, I'd go to that boo. Oh, I'd yeah. drive to that booing. Not a question. You know what we did? No, so there is a sour soul series by Melvin Brewing. Okay. That's what there I would is think. A series. That's what I would think if you name it that way. Um. You know what we didn't do this year that we said last year? Go to Sycamore? Yep. Christmas cookie. We got tomorrow, I guess. Tell Keith to go take off work and go get us some. Hell, they're probably out. He's probably... Oh, you know what? You're right. He's in Charlotte right now. Yeah, I'm going to get him because he's coming down Dude, for Christmas. Tell tell him I'll also buy I'll as Vin, many as I'll possible. Venmo. Yeah, I'll just Venmo him cash right now. So the other so there's Volume 1 and Volume 2 of the Sour Soul series from Melvin. The Volume 2 is the Plum and Spices Sour Ale. Okay. That could that could be interesting. I'll play on, I'll play with that. This one that's aimed for the colder months. So they keep the same base recipe with a tart wheat ale, then they add plums and a touch of A N I S E and high soup. The subtle spice character plays a nicely with the rich flavors of juicy plum, creating a beautiful melody worth sampling again and again. Okay. That's number two. That's volume two. There's only one and two. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well. If I if I see it on our uh, in our beer cave at Total Wine, I'll uh, I'll have to make sure and grab it. 
Dude, so um, besides the snowmobile, one of the other fun things we did is when we went ice fishing, that was three miles to the damn lake and three miles back out. And we're talking like at some points I would sink up the snow like up to my hip. And like being a thicker dude, like trying to fight through that much snow. Yeah, you it's get, not fun. At 6,000 feet elevation, you get gassed quickly. Like quickly. But at least you were you were probably sweating internally to keep you nice When I warm. got to the lake, I stood there with my base layers on my pants and everything took everything off up top sat there, with a, sat there on a short sleeve shirt <laughs> 20 degree with wind and snow to cool off i was gassed yeah <laughs> on, but we got back we went um snow tubing at the resort and the like little back area like the resort sat at the base of the mountains so we went to the snow tubing the park there and snow tubed at night that was a lot of fun dude the guys there actually made like a really cool they had like the little magic carpet you stand on that takes you up to the top yeah you they can, have lights and everything. Yeah, it was all lit up. You can you had a fast track, a middle track, and like a bumpy track. Kind of like moguls, kind of but kind of slow you down, yeah. I guess. Dude, the fast track, like the first time I did it, as Chelsea and Callie said, did a little bit of a little bitch run, just kind of like didn't get a running start, just kind of like just kind of jumped and went. And I started getting running starts as the night went on, caught air a few times. The dudes would get you, they would get up there sometimes and they'd have like this like rope attached to your tube. And like, do you want to spin? And you would like say, yeah, these dudes would spin you so hard and so fast. Like, they would crank you like the old toy when we were kids. You so just like, they would, the thing out of it. They would have the tube, the tie like on the front of your tube and push you down the hill with the rope in front of your tube. And at the last second, they would yank that rope completely 180 the other way. And you would whip. You look like one of the <laughs> a spin top going down. Yeah, Chelsea said she got whiplash. She's going to send a video over. Callie, the first time she got spun, she went down on her belly head first, and her toboggan actually like fell down and covered her eyes. So she went head first, <laughs> blind, <laughs> spinning down this hill, just getting launched. And she was just like, <laughs> she got to the bottom. She was like, hey, I made it. <laughs> but there was um Roadhouse Brewing we went to. It was really good. Local had a bunch of great liquor drinks. Um, there was still West we never went to. Snake River was closed, but got a lot of their beer on draft to other places. Quite a little craft brewing scene there in Jackson, which, I mean, it's popular for tourism, so I, I can't. they're going to try to play into that as much as possible, but great oh, yeah. little beers. Kelly, if you land a gig, we'll go there. If you, if yeah. you, if you land land at least two, we'll, we'll make it worth the weekend travel. Yeah, if we can get some message, if we can get some uh, on-site recording set up for beer breaking and bros, then why, I mean, we'll go. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Oh man! Can we just ask the uh, buoy to like sponsor like half the ticket to get out there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're that big yet. Just come on. Yeah, we're we're not there. We're not there. Hey, we we're trying to we're just trying to get a beer named after after us at a local brewery, and then and yeah, then, then we'll know we made it. How about that? Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Oh, uh, are y'all but y'all are both in Devin's fantasy league, right? Yes. Okay. Did y'all see? Have y'all kept up with how the playoffs are going in Devin's fantasy league? No. Uh, once I once I lost like three weeks ago and I got finally eliminated, I just stopped paying attention to it. I won. I won this week. You're not in the playoffs though, right? I think so. No, you're not. I'm still playing. Yeah, you're in the. Yeah, it's like the consolation the thing. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold on. I stopped paying attention. You're you're not in the playoffs because I know the four teams that were in the playoffs. Oh, then yeah, I guess I was in the. So bottom, but so Keith, you know, I drafted for Keith, and, and well, I was, so, oh, I remember what it was. Is the week I beat like week thirteen or whatever it is before, I guess playoffs actually start. I beat you, and, and Devin texted me about it and goes, "Well, you knocked Alex out of the playoffs." <laughs> I'm like, 
That's okay. right, because you were, yeah, you were, I mean, it came out of that final weekend. There was like four of you on that one side. It was me, Bubba, Keith, and someone else. And Devin, I think. I think it was Devin, yeah. Yeah. So, long story short, Bubba's playing the guy that's like 11 and 2, and Bubba's going to end up beating him. Or Bubba did end up beating him, so Bubba's going to championship game. So, on the other side is actually Keith and Devin. Keith beat Austin in the first round, who had the best record, and then moved on to Devin. So, it comes to this week, and Devin's like, hey, I'm not going to talk any shit. Like, you know, just want you to know, like, you know, it's a friendly competition, blah, blah, blah. And, De- and Keith, you know, said the same thing back. Blah, blah. So Keith starts Derek Carr on Thursday, who gets hurt like 10 plays into the game for the Raiders and then never plays again. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, you know, that's how your season ends, blah, blah, blah. That's like, Devin saying the same thing. Oh, man, that sucks. You know, I hate to beat you this way. Like Devin was actually kind of mature and kind of nice about it because you know how Devin can get. And uh, he's like, you know, I hate to beat you this way. Would rather beat you straight up, blah, blah, blah. So he says all that. Then he starts talking crap. And actually, Devin had two wide receivers that combined for 2.3 points on Saturday. And I'm like, Keith, you kind of got a shot at this. I mean, yeah, you, two, you're, of his, you're, two of his starters couldn't even get three points combined. Yeah, yeah your, your quarterback got three. Don't get me wrong. That's 90, really bad. 90% well, of the he – But, yeah, but that, those got, two guys played the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> he had a guy go out in, like, the second drive. So, here's what's here's what's Fantasy amazing. football, Fantasy football, will you will live and die by receivers having a two-point game, Here, dude. Here's what's – Live and die can. by it. And we're running back. Same yeah. thing. Here's what's so amazing. So, Sunday comes around. All the games happen. Sunday night – game ends we're going into monday keith has nobody left devin has tyler boyd one wide receiver left for cincinnati and keith is up two points and uh and keith's like well shit if tyler boyd drops a goose egg you know i win and i'm like dude tyler boyd has not had less than like at least nine points this season you're done for it's okay i mean listen you get you put a good run in it for Derek carr to go get three points you know Hey, Devin's saying the same thing. He's like, hey, you know, I, I, it was a close one. I didn't want it to be this close. I feel bad for him because, you know, if he just – the bad part is Ryan Tannehill is key to the quarterback who put up 58. Jesus. So there's a 55-point difference between the two of them. It wouldn't even been a game. So the Pittsburgh – did you watch Pittsburgh game last night? Yeah, begrudgingly as a Steelers fan, yes, I watched that <laughs> shit show for um, – okay, I'll just save that. Yeah, yeah. So do you know what happened? With what Tyler, Tyler Boyd? Boyd? No, he. I, I didn't even hear his name the whole game. He played three plays and got knocked out with a concussion and got zero points. And De- and Keith beat Devin by two points. by two <laughs> points because he got zero out. So of So their whole Boyd. fantasy playoff game was decided by play by, <laughs> by injuries. injuries. <laughs> what did Devin say after Tyler Boyd got knocked? out? He has out? not said a thing. Devin has not said a thing to Keith, me, Bubba, nothing. He just he you know he put he was texting he, he was, put he, you and me in that he, group chat. No, last wait, night. you know why he put you in that group chat with me? Why? Because he was texting me all night and I was just ignoring it. <laughs> so he put you in the group chat so someone else would see that he was talking shit as a Browns fan oh, to a Steelers fan. So in, in total, outside of Tyreek Hill, I'm looking at his lineup. He had he played. God, it was just uh, a shitty game to watch, one, dude. Two, yeah, three, four. Five receivers. Yeah. Uh, he had 22 from AB, mm-hmm. 17 from Tyreek, 2.6 out of Keenan. The rest were zeros. Yep. Wow. He had zeros from Boyd, zero from Valdez Scantley. He had zero from his kicker because his kicker missed the field goal and only had two extra points. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he got zero out of it for wow. missing the field goal. And then it's amazing. It was, it was, 
That's it was a the shitty most, playoff game. That's that, a shitty playoff is game. Is that not mo- the most 2020 fantasy, like 2020 thing right there? Just, but the fact that Keith, Keith has, again, like he said, Ryan Tannehill and Drew Brees on his bench, both with, and the Drew Brees, that's a 31-point swing. Drew Brees had 34 points. Ryan Tannehill had 58. Like yeah, if he had, had started Ryan Tannehill, the conversation wouldn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. No, it doesn't matter if he would have started any of the two. Yeah, this game he'd be up thirty points. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. This is amazing. Like Austin, I called like I called Austin because here's the here's the greatest thing. So get Garrett and I split a team. Garrett and I won by three. Keith won by two. Austin and Joe and Bryant's big league won by two. I mean, like seven points between three different fantasy groups going into the championship rounds. It's just a, it's a, it's just a crazy thing. Now, Austin and Joe's fault is because they started Drew Brees and left freaking Jalen Hurts on the bench with fifty, because Jalen Hurts had a hundred yards and two rushing touchdowns too on the ground. I say, well, he had four total touchdowns, right? Yeah, two through the yeah. air, two on the ground. Yeah, yeah and he had three thirty in the air too, so that doesn't, help, you know, doesn't hurt either. But, but I mean, and who'd you say they played? They played Drew Brees. Who, who? I mean, he had two touchdowns and like. 280 yards or something like that. I mean, but yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I they know played, I, they played who? Atlanta? Who did they play? No, he played Kansas City. Oh, yeah. 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 Pittsburgh uh, looking a little rough there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with their team. You were, you, your argument to Devin last night, actually. So I was listening to the Dan Patrick show today as I had to make my drive to Augusta for work. What, the injury argument? Yes. Actually, that, I mean, that was actually something that was brought up by Ryan Clark and Keith the Lead and some other analysts. Last, and stuff. Well, the game before Cincinnati, um, God, who did we play? You lost to Washington, then you lost to somebody else. Yeah, who was it? Baltimore. Baltimore? Was it Baltimore? That's what I thought it was. I thought it was another AFC North opponent. No, was it? Yeah, it was we lost to Washington, and then we lost to Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. So the Baltimore game. I forget who the offensive lineman was, but he went down and they put someone in his place. And like the announcers were like, that is the last offensive lineman that the Steelers have. They're like, if he, if anybody else goes down the line, they're going to have to call someone else from outside the offensive line, you know, squad. I'm like, hey, you got to come over here and figure out how to play tackle or guard like real fucking quick. <laughs> Heath Miller, come over here and play yeah. fucking tackle. Yeah, come on, retire him. You're not even playing tight end. We're just bringing you in to play tackle. Hey, I mean, if um, the, the Cowboys tight end, what's his name? Jason, Jason Witten, if he can do it, he's a, you know he's with the Raiders. I say he's at well, the I know Raiders. that, but I'm yeah, just saying yeah. if he come out of retirement and keep playing until he's 55, why? Yeah. Why can't he? Well, no, he, he needed to get out of the booth. He's not. He's not <laughs> an analyst. He's, but anyway, so like that happens, and then you had you had Devin Bush go down early with the ACL. Then we had Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt lighting it up. Both both linebackers rushing around the ends. Bud Dupree goes down with a stupid ACL tear. Then you had. Um, What's the other one? This is like starts with like an S. He came in after Bud Dupree. Yeah, and people got us. He a, goes down. Had another linebacker go down. The the one they trade the Williams got it. They traded from the traded for from the Jets goes down. So like all in all, this is how this is how bad Pittsburgh's defense was hurting last night. They had a starting safety playing outside linebacker last night. All two ten of them. Yeah, and then he got hurt in the game too. Yeah, got ran over. Huh? <laughs> that was Williams because so. he was he um they late. That, that also, this, this play pissed me off because what's the damn Bengals backup backup that played last night? Ryan Finley? 
Yeah, Ryan Finley, the kid out of North Carolina State. Ryan Finley's actually not a bad well, quarterback. Was not a bad quarterback in college. Not been good in the NFL. Yeah, no. actually not really good in, at NC State, actually. But so Finley kind of like is running around and starts moving up the pocket. And Williams and I think Cam Hayward and then someone else, like just he gets hit three different directions. But Finley still gets the ball off, whatever. But they, they the announcers were talking about how it should have been targeting. Well, Williams, the guy that gets hurt, comes in with his shoulder from Finley's left side. And hits Finley like right in the rib protector. So Finley like snaps in half to the left, and then the other guy comes in, who was already coming in, hits him with a forearm in the head, because Finley gets snapped to the left and gets brought to that level. They're like that should have been targeting. I'm like the linebacker was already coming in and already had his like he had his momentum and he had his like but I mean, slot. That's and then same, Finley like, gets bent into it, and it's like that's thing, not targeting. The same thing happens though when a safety goes to make a play and the receiver ducks down to yeah. it, gets called every time it's yeah, targeting. I, I it that. wasn't called, but the announcers were bitching about it, and I'm like, but no, it, he got he got hit and was being brought down into that level the that same, the linebacker already established. But the same thing always happens with, with receivers, yeah, with receivers they and, lower themselves to that level. Well, it ha- it happens with a lot of quarterbacks in general when. Like they're standing in the pocket and they see a pass rusher coming at them. And you duck. Natural instinct is to duck. Yeah, they they crouch down and duck and they bring their head to that level where when the linebacker's making his striking point, he's, you know, I'm I'm hitting him in the chest. That's what what I was looking for. That linebacker already established his striking point. He was coming in at this level. Yeah. And Finley got brought to it like half a second before. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming in at full speed and you 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 can't can't change it that quickly. But it's the same the same thing. Um I think it was, oh, when uh, Dallas played San Francisco, uh, Demarcus Ware, or not Demarcus Ware, Demarcus Lawrence came around the edge, got, um, who was the quarterback for him uh, last week? Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins. Yeah, I guess it was Nick Mullins. But he like, kind of hit him on the inside of the arm. Well, as he was coming forward, he glazed him across the head, just trying to reach for the ball. Oh, that is just the and, that is the worst penalty. The, 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 the rules they put the rules they put around they protecting the quarterbacks this, has gotten ridiculous. I mean, and they like, called him for like illegal yeah. contact to the head or whatever. That is just the yeah, ili- yeah. It's like illegal contact to the head because he whatever it was, he but like, inadvertently he slapped him or something. Yeah, he swiped yeah. at the ball, caught him in the arm, and then on his way on his follow through, like glazed him across the helmet. Yeah, it that, wasn't. It, it was, was like fingertips. It wasn't like nothing. But was you, gonna... you see that, and like obviously, I have a grudge about this one no calls. Like when um, Claypool was running down the left side and Ben threw that helmet Mary like four or five minutes left. Is before we stopped them and got the ball back, or whatever. But Claypool was like deep downfield. Ben obviously threw a bad underthrown ball, but as Claypool turns around and makes a play for it, the corner hits him in the right shoulder and like drags him down. Claypool gets a hand on it and then drops it. And nothing is thrown, and even when it comes back from commercial because it, it was that's what it was. It was the two minute warning. So they went the two minute warning, yada yada yada. Came back from commercial, and the announcers were like, they even addressed it and showed the replay. Like this was a blatant no call on pass interference. They're like Pittsburgh should have the ball like on the twenty five right now, in opposite in on um, you know in their own territory on the Cincinnati Cincinnati's territory. territory. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. The NFL's gotten weird with a bunch of these rules, and then. It kind of pisses me off when the refs don't call shit, and then when they call like little nitpicky, yeah. like ticky tacky stuff, like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so, it's like sometimes you all of a sudden you want to swallow the whistle on a key play, but then other times just because quarterback it's the, gets touched in the head and they're like, oh, because it's the second, throw the flag out because it's the second quarter or whatever. Yeah, we'll call the call, but because now it's like, oh well, we don't want to be known as the refs that interfered with the outcome of this game. I'm going to swallow the 
You got to make the you got you to make the call. Like if it's, if it's yeah. pass interference at the two minute warning, you've got to call pass interference. Yeah, you still got to make the call, especially when it's on third down or fourth down. Like, I, I hate that pass interference is no longer reviewable. They did it for one year. It was great. Don't get me wrong. I understand that a lot of them didn't get turned over, and a lot of it was that bias of we don't want to make the refs See, look I bad. Think, I think if it's something blatant like that, like hey, that was clearly pass interference. You guys didn't call it. I should be able to throw the red flag. Like hey, they cheated. Whatever, challenge it, review it. Yeah, call it, flip it, whatever. Um, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's just, it, it, but yeah, it, it's same thing, but it's with all sports that have left like football, basketball, like they'll call ticky tack shit. But then when it comes down to crunch time, it's we're going to swallow the whistle and let them play. Well, it's like baseball. Umps will do the same thing. They'll yeah. all of a sudden they'll change the strike zone because they realize that they're getting called out for like screwing some calls up. They'll get, they'll start getting chip like chirped at, and they're like, okay. Let me tighten it up, and all of a sudden they'll over tighten it, and then it's like, okay, yeah. dude, like, yeah, three innings ago that was a ball. Now you're calling it like a strike. Like, what are you doing? Or vice versa, like, yeah, or vice versa. You, you know, were calling the strikes at the shins, and now you're calling a ball at the belt. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, I used I could throw it two or three inches outside. You were giving me that strike zone. Now all of a sudden, it's got to be inside the backboard yeah. to be a strike. How many how many six packs of Sycamore Christmas cookie do we need? Three. I would like at least one myself. Okay. Three. three just one for each of yeah. one six pack for each of us. Yeah. Okay. And then tell me how much it is. Is it the tall boys? Yeah. I would like, I would yeah, assume. I'd imagine it's probably like Zach brought. Yeah. I would assume oh, so. Hell yeah. Actually, one, those, those might be four packs. When you start getting the tall boys like that, they typically put them in four packs. Well, if, even if, it's, if it's four, four if it's four, tall boys four pack, I want two. Okay. I'll work it out with Keith. But okay. Keith agreed that he would bring us some, some sycamore cookie right now for Keith's the man. Yeah. Solid. All right. Uh, Other. Let's change the topics real quick. Trying to keep the conversation going. College football playoffs. Ohio State <laughs> doesn't need to be there. Ooh. End of story. Well, Ooh. see, hold on. See, I, I kind of agree that it's not really their fault that the Big Ten screwed them on that, but I also don't think oh, well. Texas A&M or other teams should have been robbed because Ohio State won the, the Co- Big Ten. Correct. Just I just I don't agree with big, that. Because the Big Ten got screwed. Oh, hell, make them play a legitimate six or seven game seat with their seventh game being their conference championship. Yeah. Make them play the bowl eligible six game regular season to prove. I mean, even then I don't. Think and I get, I get keeping Notre Dame in cause they did technically split with Clemson. I say they only lost on the year is in the ACC championship. You can't not yeah. have them in there. Yeah. And I, they beat, they beat the team they lost to earlier in the season. Correct. But granted the Clemson, they beat, well, the Cle- court court. When, well, when I watch the SEC championship, if you listen to the announcers, the entire Clemson football team just wasn't even at the first game. Just the way they were said, talking. They, you know, they were missing Trevor Lawrence and four key defensive players. Except well, for court, Ken- according to the announcers I was listening to, Dabo wasn't there. The cheerleaders weren't there. The <laughs> band wasn't there. This dude wasn't there. That, the, that's the, hell, the stadium wasn't even there. They were just playing in the parking lot the first game. Like, Well, say, <laughs> but then it, in this meeting, you had, I think, a couple key Notre Dame guys that were out. So, I mean, I think this was a both both games of injuries here where, un, un, unfortunately, uh, Notre Dame got the better of Clemson when they were down. Clemson got the better of Notre Dame. Yeah, um, you know, but if they're both healthy, for you know, all starters in, do I do I still think Clemson's going to win? Yes, but my ideal situation not- here is Ohio State beats Clemson and Notre Dame pulls the upset in Alabama, and we just get a Notre Dame Ohio State championship. All Something right. different. Real <laughs> ideal situation is, and I hope this season brings it to light for the actual, you know, headwigs or top dogs or whatever you want to call them. 
you got to get away from the 14 bracket. You have you to got to get away from the 14 bracket. This was my, my issue, right? This is the biggest thing that I, I just got f- really furiated with about halfway through this football season. This should have been the year to test it, right? This yeah, is coronavirus. They labeled it as the COVID COVID reasoning. We're going to expand the playoff bracket. Exactly. Shorten the season and expand the bracket. Look what MLB gets crap all the time for being the worst professional league in sports in, in America because they're so behind the times and blah, blah, blah. Look exactly what the MLB did this year. They put in the three the three batter rule. They put in the universal DH. They put in the runner starting at second in the 10th inning. They tested a lot of things this season in the regular season, and they're like, holy shit, people love some of this stuff, right? Some things this, we didn't like. but Yeah, some things we didn't like. But but they would, they, they, they legit, like, it's like the little memes or stickers say, you, you fuck around and find out. Like, exactly, and this should have been the year. You knew that coronavirus was going to play a factor in college football, especially with the Big, Twi- the Big Ten and the Pac-12 coming late to the party and only, you know, I mean, they give themselves literally like eight weeks to fit in seven games. Yeah. I mean, they. this should have been the year you should have looked at it and said, okay, you know what? Let's do eight. Let's do 12. Let's do, I mean, fuck, I don't care. Do 10, whatever. Do eight. Expand and like, it. Another thing that pisses me off about it is just like, how does Coastal not get one of the top New, New Year's six, six bowls? Oh, my gosh. And North Carolina gets in there. They got blown out. Three by, lost Florida, three lost North Carolina, and then three lost um, someone well, else got Florida it. Florida only was a two-loss team. No, they're a three-loss team. Now they lost the SEC championship game. They lost to A&M, they lost to LSU, okay. and they lost to Alabama. I mean, it's and they they didn't just listen. They lost to A and M on a game winning field goal. They got you know a good game with Alabama, but got beat pretty heavily, especially in the first half of that game. And then they lost a just shit the egg kind of game to freaking LSU. I mean, no nothing of that should have happened. So here's my thing with Notre Dame, and, and I get I get why the committee didn't want to put. I say this: the committee would have put in Georgia had they not played Alabama yet this year. Georgia would have been the fourth seed. But over Georgia and Alabama a, have already over played. A, over a, a over and a, a and M because A and M had already played Alabama too. I mean A and M being in the West automatically. Yeah, but so how Alabama. do you put? How would but, you? I mean, how would that, you have put Georgia in over loss. Florida when Florida was one that won the East? Because you, you just watched what that game was in the SEC championship. I mean, but I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, I guess you can just. But, that way, yeah. but also, I would, also Georgia I would only say, has two losses to Florida's three at that point. Iowa State, Iowa State got a New Year's six with three losses, and, and one of their losses is to Louisiana Lafayette, who lost to Coastal. So I'm like, what are we doing here? I mean, it's the same. Why is BYU playing tonight? They're playing UCF. You, I mean, they first were, off, they were beating UCF. They're beating 16, the dog shit out of UCF. It was 16. Right now. No, no, it was like 16 to seven when I left. You want to know what it is now? Yes. I'll, give me a guess what you think it is now. Obviously, you know they're beating them pretty bad. Um, 56 to 10. It's 49 to 10 midway through the third quarter. Right, wow! So it's about to be fifty-six. Wow. It's about to be BYU's just killing them. Yeah, it's the Boca Raton Bowl. It's a it's a nothing bowl. I mean, BYU, BYU should BYU should be playing team. BYU should be playing after Christmas. That's how good a team they have. Oh, this, this year. is their bowl game tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Welcome to the party. I thought you were getting picked up at the airport at eleven. He was, and then he decided to tell me about two hours ago that he actually changed his flight to an earlier flight. Did you get Zach come get nine. you? So for all the listeners, Austin <laughs> just walked in. Um, he is back from Houston. Well, Merry Christmas, there you yeah, chump. He's got a thing of Bojangles. He's hitting the Bojangles. Side. I thought he, <laughs> I thought he, I thought he went to squat down and just let one go. Son. <laughs> he just kicked the little door stopper that just like the little spring that goes brrr, and he, he turn your mic turn on. your mic on. It is on, it looks like. Is it's it? not. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, there you go. Talk now. All right, so there y'all are talking about bowl games. Uh, 
how in the hell did two and eight South Carolina make a bowl game? But eight fan base, but fan eight base. and two uh, Army. Army didn't. It's fan base. They did. It's, it's fan it's, base. It's, they they didn't well, initially. They didn't. Oh, initially. They didn't initially. Yeah. They were, well, I just saw. The well, no. Tweet usually, like two days usually, ago that said they usually the bound. military academies are guaranteed a bulk. There's some sort. There's like the two military balls. On Navy goes the one. Army goes another. But I, and I, they don't, else else in. Well, I thought it was I don't, Air Force was another one that was. Air Force went to one of those. This yeah. Year. Okay. Air Force went to the military. Whatever appreciation or something. There's there's a multiple. There's multiple other, but there is like the one military appreciation. Well, see, a lot of the bowl games actually canceled themselves this year. They didn't even. They didn't even. So we're down some bowl games. We're down a bunch of teams. By the way, South Carolina is not a bowl game anymore now. Yeah, I know. Um, we opted out. But uh, we, withdrew, we withdrew. Smart. Yeah, we didn't. Drama need we in didn't. the clubhouse is the real Smart. reason. We didn't They're need, gonna we say didn't, oh, need to go. No, oh, no. All the reports are saying 95% of it is because of COVID. We didn't need to go 2-9 on the year. Yeah, I was about to say. We, we didn't, didn't need we to didn't go 2-9 and lose to UAB. UAB so. so, all right. Here's my thing. We were talking about Notre Dame earlier. I also want to you know, get in on this as well. I'm going to list to you Notre Dame's schedule. And I'm going to list to you the ranked opponents that Notre Dame played. All right. So they played Duke, USF, uh, Florida State, Louisville, Pitt, Georgia Tech, number one Clemson. All right. So that's the first ranked game that they played. They beat Clemson in Notre Dame, minus all the players. Right. Remember, this is a double overtime game. So it took all of these players not playing, and it took them being in Notre Dame for them just to beat Clemson in double overtime. How right. I treat that is like over, an overtime game is basically like a tie. Yeah. But you, but you got to you settle a winner. So it's a tie with a winner. So basically they needed the starting quarterback and two middle linebackers out just to tie them. And home field advantage. And yeah. home field advantage, right? All right. The next ranked opponent, which is actually – this is probably a, de- a decent win – a decent win, even though it's a three-loss team now. North Carolina? They beat North Carolina at North Carolina, number 19 North Carolina. Then the next time that they played a ranked opponent was the ACC championship game. So they played two ranked opponents all year. They beat a good North Carolina team in North Carolina. They beat an injured Clemson team. And they beat an injured and down Clemson team at home. And then I think we saw the true colors in the ACC championship game. So that's one of my reasons why I didn't like to see Notre Dame get in there. But the literal only reason why Notre Dame got in there, you've already seen Alabama A&M. You've already seen Alabama, Georgia, and you've already seen Alabama, Florida, right? You, you need that difference in that game, and that's one. Of, that's one of the reasons I think Notre Dame actually got in. What if they would have done uh, Alabama, Clemson, A and M, Ohio State? So you don't get that matchup. Well, you you can't. I think people are, people are more tired of the Alabama Clemson matchup. Well, yeah, and you, this year you can't get away from that. I mean. It's probably going to happen again. Clemson's yeah. going to Clemson's probably going to beat Ohio State. Well, I don't know. That's the one that I think that's a true coin toss because we talk this shit about Ohio State, but we don't really know their true colors yet. Yeah, Alabama's play, most likely just going to roll through Notre Dame. Oh yeah, and because I mean, this is honestly one of the stronger Alabama teams I think we've seen in the past. Oh, this is three probably one of the years. Years. I'm gonna say this talented about, uh, Alabama teams that saving his head. It's also a new scheme for them offensively too. Well, yeah, Scar- they're going to the more modern. Scarks doing a little something different, but. I'll say this about the Alabama team. I don't know that this is a more talented team than Alabama's ever had as far as a whole unit. I think this is the most star-powered Alabama team we've ever seen under Nick Saban. I think they're playing the best brand of football that they've played. They've had more talented teams, but when you talk about their play on the field right now, I think you could put that in the top. I think this is the year Saban wins it, gets a job offer, and moves on. Or retires. I don't. 
I don't no, see him no. retiring. Saban, Saban's not going to retire. He's he's going to retire from Alabama, but it's going to be like another five or six years. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, hell, if Clemson wins it, this will be the year Clemson loses their head coach because he gets the fifteen million from an NFL team, and he's like, but what later, he, Clemson? He really, he really is. I mean, he's going to have NFL, some serious interest from some NFL, NFL teams team this year. Would you, uh, Houston. He would. He would go to Houston. <sighs> I think if the money's right, he's going to. I think if D Hop was still there. If you gave him Deshaun Watson and D-Hop, his two former players. Well, I mean. I, I think that would. He can always go back and trade back for D-Hop. That's the oh, thing. Exactly. I don't think Arizona will never get rid of D-Hop. Well, because they just replaced Larry Seven. Fitz with D-Hop, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, Christian Kirk's not sure a bad is. Larry Fitz is, he's retiring, retired. No, he, no, he's, he's, he just caught a touchdown on Sunday. Well, yeah. yeah, but like I'm saying, it's. That we know he has, what he's he has, doing next he, year. He said he hasn't decided about next okay. year. Okay, but let's. It's but let's, coming. The well, writing's think, on the, the writing's on the wall. I mean, he's like fifty-five. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got five hundred yards and like three touchdowns this year. It's no, not like he's is nothing. He's but no, yeah, but but on Sunday you had Des Bryant get a touchdown, Larry Fitzgerald get a touchdown, Flint Gore get a touchdown, Antonio Brown get a touchdown, Le'Veon Bell got a touchdown. Yeah, all, all the guys five years ago. That I say, what year, what year are we playing in, actually? Yeah. 2013. Week 15? No, 2015 is what <laughs> it was. That sounds about right. I, but, I, I mean, seriously, from an NFL standpoint, the Houston job is the most appealing, I would say, because you have Deshaun Watson, who's not old. I mean, he's he's a he's a, a seasoned ve- he's a seasoned veteran as far as the NFL goes, but he's also still in his prime, and he's still somebody that's regarded as probably the best quarterback. Chicago, if they don't make the playoffs, Chicago, if they don't make the playoffs, is going to be a talented team too. But the the gig with Houston, just like you talked about, you could trade back for DeAndre Hopkins. You control the roster. I mean, you are the it's GM so, it's really and one, head coach. Yeah, it's one of the few teams where the owners just kind of like, hey, man, you do your thing. Yeah, you you do what you need to do to be successful. And that's why I think that's why one the rematch with Deshaun Watson or the re you know the relationship that he has with Deshaun Watson the opportunity to coach him again and then the opportunity to be in total control which is what Dabo likes. I don't think we'll get our dream though because you we'll, know what we'll get our wishes. yeah I think Dabo kind of kind kind of sees it after that Notre Dame game and the pick game before that and he doesn't have that star quarterback to fill in again. I mean, he's he's had good quarterbacks. Well, Mr. Alphabet Soup, whatever the backup quarterback is. <laughs> Just call him DJ. Ukulele. Ukulele to go tag of a Hawaiian Samoan name or whatever. DJ Ukulele, yeah. He, I mean, he's a five-star. It's not like he's – let's calm down about saying he doesn't have a great backup quarterback. He's He's got talent, but I don't know. I was that, about to say, have you seen him on the field, though? I, I don't. He's a grown-ass man at 18, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, the dude looks like he's freaking 30. <laughs> and then doing those guys that peaked at, like, junior year already, and he's yeah. already kind of coming down off of it. I mean, good Lord. He's got a mortgage payment due next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. AOP kicks in. But, all, I mean, Austin, Austin's right. Like, the, the level the level of quarterback that you went from from Deshaun Watson directly into Trevor Lawrence, like, that's, that's not there. That's just flat out not there. I mean – DJ's good. He's very good. Started a lot of schools. You know, would I mean he'd be the starting quarterback at every other ACC school. Oh, I'll say that. Guaranteed. But he's he's not a Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. He's, I don't. The only one that might have uh, give him a run for his money was Derek King. Derek King in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, Ian. Listen, Ian Book at Notre Dame's freaking thirty three and four now or whatever as a quarterback. So Ian Book's obviously so Ian not Book's, bad either. He's, he's nothing to like shake your head at. But. Oh uh, yeah, outside of that, yeah, he's going to start at most any other school in the. You ACC. think they put Notre Dame in because they've always wanted to, and they just never had the opportunity. They put Notre Dame in three years ago, and Clemson beat them thirty-three to nothing. 
yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame. I mean, but hell, no. look at the Notre Dame and Alabama national championship for 2012. Oh, Manti Teo yeah. and his girlfriend. <laughs> his ghost. Hey, of- <laughs> the Myrtle Myrtle Beach rep, though, baby. The Myrtle Beach, um, Golden, the quarterback from Notre Dame was from Myrtle Beach High School. Oh yeah. Um, Remember we played him at Brooklyn. Well, y'all played him. I didn't play him. We didn't yeah. play him. We got that uh, game ended up seventy to three. Seventy-seven to nothing. Yeah. I was saying no, it, seventy to three. No, no, they didn't. did not score. We didn't score. It was seventy. I thought Caleb it was, missed the seven. Was that the game? Caleb missed the like. We literally, yarder. we literally didn't even break the fifty-yard line offensively yeah, in the Caleb first half. Tried to kick a sixty-five yarder. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it was it was either a yeah, seventy or seventy-seven to nothing. So what? What like, the fuck was that guy's first name though? Something golden. Y'all I don't know. You have to look yeah, it I know. Up. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Um, but anyways, um, what do y'all think of the the Carolina Gamecocks? Their their coaching situation going on right now. There's something going on that hasn't been made public yet. Yeah. So if the people there's, that don't know, Carolina withdrew from the ball game. They said we're not going. House. There's a fox in the house. Ninety five percent of it was COVID related, but there's a Five percent factor that they're claiming is only five percent of the factors and entire position groups. What that means is like all of the receivers, all of the offensive linemen, or all of the defense or linebackers, or something like just an entire group of one player said they're not playing if Mike Bobo's the head coach. So that's obviously some sort of drama's going on in the clubhouse for all these players to say if Mike Bobo is gonna be the one calling the shots, we're not going out there. Which makes me think it's going to, to be somebody. It's some position group on the offense. It's got to be receivers, right? As, that's what I said. It's, it's got to be, be receivers. receivers. Who, who else could be mad at him on the offensive side? It has, to be, it has to be offense for them to be pissed at Bobo, anyways. No, they they said like Mike Yuva, who's um, who's the Gamecock reporter for WIS or WLTX or something like that. He was the one that kind of first broke the story, and he said he actually got on the radio today, and I was listening to him while I was driving, and he said, you know. He said, one, we have two coaches on the offensive side of the ball that are currently not in quarantine. The rest of them are in quarantine. We are we are currently struggling to get to that 51 scholarship athletes number of people that are not positive currently. Everett so Golson was his name, by Everett the way. Everett Golson, yeah. I saw it just a second ago. He ended up grad transferring to Florida State. Um, so he could but, play after James Winston? I guess, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but you know, they were struggling to get to that number, but then there was the issue of one position group on the offensive side that he would not say, and he was not going to name any kids names or anything that not all, but a majority of the group, a significant number of that group have said that they will not play in the bowl game. If Mike Bubba was the, it, was going to be the head. If coach. you're talking about a player's group on offense, it's gotta be wide receivers. It's not the QBs. I mean, that's like uh, it five could players. Be. It, it could, could be. be. I, I could say, I and could who? see QBs. You I could see QBs. Between who? It can't be linemen. Linemen aren't a big enough divas. Yeah, yeah they don't care. They they. It can't they, be tight. They're out there. They're, they're, they're out there in the, the firing in the pits. They're in the trenches every day. So like, they don't give a shit. Running backs, I can't really. I mean, the I running backs definitely divas, can't be mad not, at they, Mike Bobo. It's, nah. fucking, it's fucking Kevin Harris. He he trolls. He yeah. controls that that position group. It has to be receivers. I mean, oh, yeah, receivers I don't, I don't or quarterbacks. See, I don't see how receivers or quarterbacks. I don't see quarterbacks because you had Colin Hills. His is Bobo's boy. Luke Doty's so fresh that I don't think he could really give a shit. And Holinsky just hadn't. Holinsky, I think, I think Holinsky's I think Holinsky got too and, much of a positive energy. No, I, th- I think Holinsky and Mike have some have some beef. Well, yeah, well, he, sure, well, sure. He just, he just got. Ryan Holinsky might feel jaded. 
Yeah, yeah he, he probably did. feel jaded. He should. Yeah, he, should he should have gotten some time in some of these games when Absolutely. we were getting blown out and stuff. I mean, yeah. he, he should have touched the field. And maybe it's maybe it is Colin Hill turning his back on Mike Bobo now because Mike Bobo benched That's him. What it's QBs it or could, receivers. It, it but QB. this also makes me feel like. The odds of Bobo being retained have also just significantly dropped. This is this is that's where it scares me, and I'll get into that in a second. I agree with I agree with Austin though. I think it's receivers because you've seen significantly throughout the year, he's kind of put the receivers on blast. We need to be catching the ball. We need to be getting open. It's not Colin Hill's fault. I mean, he was he was certainly and defending that, honestly, Colin Hill. There. Honestly, if I was a receiver, that would piss me off because. Colin Hill definitely had his faults. Oh, no, 100%. You can't be blaming the guys that are getting thrown the shittiest balls. But I agree. We've dropped – I mean, the receiver core – I agree Muse, with Mike Bobo in a sense where – True. I know Nick News – The receiving has, core was horrible. Nick News, I taught, I dragged him for the first four weeks. Yeah. yeah dragged was, his name all through the mud. But I know there was like several like key downs where the ball went to Nick News on throw downs. Or, and he I've dropped it. And he dropped it. There yes. was literally one time me and Chris were watching the game out here with everybody. We had you know, at the house having like a normal game day party. And – the other team, I forget who we were playing, almost intercepted the ball in the end zone, and Chris died laughing. I was like, yeah, it was almost intercepted because they hit Brian Edwards in the chest. Like, literally hit. Yeah, who? Was it not Brian Edwards? Um, Shy Smith. Shy Smith. Shy Smith, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I just okay. went Brian no, Edwards. No, just like, you're thinking Jalen Brooks, isn't it? Jalen Brooks, yeah. yeah Jalen Brooks. Hit Jalen Brooks, hit Jalen Brooks in the chest. And it bounced off And of it him. bounced off to the DB, and the DB almost intercepted it. Five star. Was he a four-star transfer? Who? Jalen Brooks. I mean, he. You don't get stars when you're a grad but transfer. That, but but what was he like? If you're coming out of high school, what was he? He was a two star. Okay. So I mean, it's like I mean, he, was, he was a nobody. The, the point but, of the story is, but like, if I if I were to rate him, he'd probably be a three star currently right now. Yeah. The point he, of the story would, is like you know it's just it's ridiculous that like yeah, Colin Hill's not the best, but like you hit Jalen Brooks in the chest and the DB almost intercepts it because of the ricochet. The reason, the main like, reason I think it's the receiver core is about three weeks ago. No, two weeks ago, right after the Georgia game, they asked Mike Bobo about the struggles on the offense and, you know, obviously how Kevin Harris is doing great. And Mike said, it's hard to win. It's hard to be efficient on offense and win football games when your best player, when your best receiver is a tight end. And that's where I, that's why I think it's the receiver group because you just threw the whole damn group underneath there. Bullshit. Yeah, you just threw all of them <laughs> under the bus. Bullshit. I mean, also, I want to know which tight end on our team is leading the team as the receiver. Nick, Nick Muse is who he's referring Bullshit. to. Bullshit. Kansas City's doing it right now. Well, that, that, that's different. That's in the NFL. So that's why that's why I, I look at it. And, uh, and no, I, yeah, I mean, I just but did he lie? No, Chelsea, he really, I mean, Sha Smith is. Shaw Smith is the best receiver on the team. There's not a question about that. But at the time, I don't think Shaw Smith was actually healthy and playing. So, no. No, I think Nick Muse was. The, I just think Mike Bobo is kind of one of those old school guys. You know, and I think that rubs he's wrong with some talk, of the new he's players. He's going to talk shit at you. He try is. To get a lot, lot of fire under He's going to challenge you. He, he doesn't accept excuses, you know, stuff like that. So I think he could be a great offensive coordinator. I think they need to at least give him at least one more year at Carolina. No, he's no. Got, we need a clean slate. If you're gonna, Whoa. if we're gonna make this move and we're gonna do all this and we're bringing in the new head coach, I do. But if we go clean slate, you have to make a commitment to get a better offensive coordinator. But you don't have the money for it at that point because you're firing, you're firing a guy early and owing him one point five million dollars because he's only got one more year and he's got one point five million dollars on his contract next year. So, I think the, I think the most realistic thing before today i would have told you is mike bobo is either going to be the straight up oc or he's going to be a co-oc with garrett riley and mike bobo is just going to be you know the running game coordinator basically and he's going to help recruit he's going to help the quarterbacks and he's going to do that so 
I mean, but I, then they hired what a uh, friend, whatever his first. Yeah, they haven't made it official yet. But t- I mean, hell, Tennessee made it official today. They're like, you know, hey, we're gonna be replacing Will Friend, and we're like, okay, so I guess he's coming to South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those weird things. Like it said, like the the article was like Will Friend out at Tennessee, and it made it seem like he was fired. But it's like, no, Will Friend's leaving for other opportunities, but they didn't want to say where he was going. And yeah. It's kind of like okay, we can kind of see the writing on the wall. I, I here. think Shane's been because really... most, most people don't realize it is he was the OC for Bobo right, out at Colorado State, and he was the O line coach at Georgia under Bobo. So yeah, so he's coming to Carolina. Um, yeah, he's got to be coming to Carolina, and it's it's a great hire, but. What if we're not keeping Bobo now because all these players yeah, don't play for him? So I mean, he, maybe that's he, why we haven't made officials. We're like, oh shit, yeah. Um, we were gonna hire you, friend, but uh, we're gonna have to let you go now. Yeah, because if, if Bobo goes, Joey Cox goes, him and Will, Will Friend wouldn't be coming here. So it'd be it'd be it would be really really interesting. I tell you it's, what, it's all on Shane Beamer because we are in we are in a <laughs> down spiral. Like we had the peak years, the two thousand twelves and everything. We went back down in the hole. But I just feel like I've got more confidence in him than I've had in any other coach besides Spurrier coming into a shitty situation. I'm telling you, we're trending very down hard. So I mean, it's he's but he's he's taking it and and I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm with Alex. I, there's something I've got, so there's so much more confidence about the way he handles it, the way he t- his swagger about him, and I. Apparently, you know, with him saying he's going to take reduced money to go out so he can actually pay better coaches. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's a, that is a commitment level that, like, we, I just feel like we haven't seen it at Carolina head coach. And the way he structured his contract is really, really impressive as well. It's kind of like what Pat Mahomes did with Kansas City is, is there's not this much guaranteed money that's also hitting your salary cap, you know, in the NFL for his contract. There's not that much guaranteed money on Shane Beamer's contract. It's more incentive based because Shane has confidence in himself to go perform and do these things. So that's why I, I'm really impressed. With I it. just I feel like, you know, I, I I said earlier, you know, like in Muschamp was like, we need to give him a little bit more extended time. I feel like with Beamer, we definitely have to give him extended time. He's got five he's, years. He's got, I would say, at least five, unless it's like, you know, these first five years are just horribly, horribly bad. But we need to give him yeah. extended time. He's got a five year contract. Yeah. He's he's probably got three years to show improvement. Yeah. And I think and I think he will. Especially if uh especially if he brings in the staff that we don't know anything about yet, really, outside of Will Friend, because yeah. Tennessee kind of helped us there. And I get the respect that he's paying to these coaches because it really does probably become distractions, especially if he's hiring, you know. Uh, it, you know, if he if he's hiring Garrett Riley, SMU's got a a bowl game. Garrett Riley doesn't want to hear about so all what, this. It, the odds of him getting anybody on the Final Four staff is slim to none. Yeah, I mean, so at what point in time unless, is it no longer a distraction to announce these coaches? What? Well, no, you'll see this well, middle of January. You'll know. We'll yeah, know I, I mean, because he needs it for the he needs it for the recruiting process when we turn the year into January one. Well, you I got guess those weeks. I guess what he's looking at is. Even though it's he's not, wanting people to finish out their bowl games, even though he's not finishing out his season as a bowl game with Oklahoma, but he's a head coach. He's got to, but he's, he's got to come rec- here and start. he's handling recruiting right now. He's got, yeah, he's, he's got to come here and handle his business. But yeah, he's got to finish. He's, I guess, what he's letting them do is get through the bowl game because I guess a lot of, I would think then a lot of them aren't playing in you know your New Year's Six bowls. The some, staff that they may some, be. Yeah, they, but they might be, and so he's giving honestly. I would, from the way they're talking and handling it, I would think these. The people he's hiring are later in the ball season than we think. Well, that's what I'm, I'm SMU, saying. That's, SMU's game got canceled, so it could actually be coming out now. Garrett Riley, yeah. That so, was, so yeah Garrett, but, for Garrett Riley, it 
their game for the 19th got canceled. But yeah, no, gets, yeah, I guess what I'm saying, you know, you're looking at maybe not New Year's Six, but yeah, you're looking at like the after Christmas bowls, you know. And yeah. so he's giving them their due time to prepare for these games and and be and be ready for them. So yeah, they're not fielding questions though they have a game next week fielding questions on, "Oh, are you excited to go to South Carolina?" That's not what he's worried about right now. Yeah. yeah. He's worried about the game next week against Ch- Joe Schmo's team. Hey, Chelsea, Hopefully. I'll answer your recruiting question in just a second. But- uh, just to get on the f- – we talked about Dabo leaving after the season. Hold if- on to that. To answer your question, it could be – I mean, the defensive coordinator position could be somebody from one of the final four teams that's not the current defensive coordinator, but somebody on that staff that he probably may want to hire there. Yeah. Go ahead. As long as it's not burnt vegetables. It ain't, bur- it ain't burnt vegetables. We, talking we about him. We can't pay him so, enough. So if Dabo leaves, does he stay? He Brent, could be. I could I could see burnt would, vegetables would he taking the head coaching the job. Head coach? I think Clemson's going to choose. They're going to try to offer him to make him the head coach. Yeah. yeah. They would hire internally, I think. Yeah, I think they. I think, I think he would take it. Whether that's Elliot or, or burnt vegetables. I think they would take burnt vegetables. But I, I also I, feel like the moment Brent, Brent Venables' kid Gets out of Clemson, and all of his ties go away. He's gonna he's gonna leave for a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, and hopefully Kurt Herbstreit actually comes back to non biasedly reporting on games and calling them. Yeah, so ah, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that won't ever happen. Yeah, his son's on Clemson, so he's gonna be loving Clemson forever. I, I really think. I mean, if we're talking about the coaching staff at South Carolina, I really think Mike Bobo becomes a co offensive coordinator, running game coordinator, quarterbacks coach. I think Garrett Riley comes in as the other co offensive coordinator, kind of passing game coordinator, and then the wide receivers coach. I just think there's I, there's I, too much possibility of drama there in a first year under a new head coach. Well, you want I mean, to get your guys. Mike Bobo would technically be taking a demotion for that. Yeah, he's yeah, taking a demotion. But he's, he's going to keep the same pay. I he's going to keep the same pay. I say, yeah, no, I mean, he might he might not be getting. I wouldn't call it a demotion because you're not losing pay over. You're he's still going to. Mike Bobo would still be the offensive play caller over Garrett Riley. Yeah, you're just now splitting a wall. You just now have an apprentice essentially you have yeah. somebody you're splitting do we pl- get a do we get a fair quarterback uh race then if mike bobo's uh i'm uh, here's the thing if mike bobo's on staff next year ryan holinsky's not here i'm calling it now i just i i think i i think they those two probably had some beef i don't think ryan's had a fair chance at, at starting this year and i think if mike bobo's still here ryan's probably transferring does he go yeah, i don't even know if there was anything like Holinsky did anything to piss him off. I think just Bobo just came here fully invested in Colin Hill and just ignored ignored Holinsky. I agree. I I think he he had his Holinsky just seems like he's too good of a character and too positive an attitude to transfer this year. No, to be like to to butt heads with a coach. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think it's just Bobo just flat out ignored him. But yeah, I think Bobo had his man in mind before he got here. But yeah, before he even stepped on the Because I'll say this if Garrett if we let Bobo go or Bobo leaves for something else, right? He sees the writing on the wall and decides to leave. Kind of like Kind of like the whole reason I think Will Friend would be coming here is because he sees the writing on the wall for Jeremy Pruitt and understands that that Tennessee staff ain't making another year if they look like they did this year. So, you know, that's why he's switching over to South Carolina where there's a chance to stay under Bobo. But if Bobo doesn't come here, period, he just leaves and or we buy him out or whatever happens and Garrett Riley becomes the offensive coordinator, Ryan Holinsky will fit better in a Garrett Riley system yeah. than, Will, than Luke Dottie would. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a heavy – I mean, Shane – um, Rochelle over at SMU this year, that dude's throwing for like 5,000 yards in 10 games. It's crazy. 
Helinski, if if Helinski's gonna leave, he's either going to Washington State or he's going to Mississippi State. Oh yeah. Is, is oh if he team. goes to if he, he go goes to Washington Mississippi State, State to play for his play for his brother. Play the same place. As his I don't brother. know if he because yeah. that, that's that why the whole reason he reasons. came to the East Coast is he didn't want to play in a Get stadium or a team yeah. that his brother could have interacted with. I would I would put money on Mississippi State though to play under Mike Leach. Because but you want to you want to know under Mike Leach. He would Mike go Leach under Leach Mike Leach yeah. being his brother's. That's former why coach. I said Mississippi yeah. State. But Mississippi State it would be, uh, it would be the year South Carolina drew Mississippi State to play them out of the West. Yeah, yeah. Next year we'd play Mississippi. I mean, we'd give up seven hundred yards probably. Mike Leach caught a lot of slack. At Mississippi State. Let's this be year honest. For was the, the last time was the last time we played Mississippi State is when they had Dak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I mean, we're, yeah. it's it's about it's time that it's it, coming. You know, if he and they had, out, they it's had about Dak that time. and Miles Garrett. Yeah. Huh? Is that when Miles Garrett went? No, Miles, he, he went to Texas A and M. Oh yeah, A and M. Sorry. They had Sweat though. They had Sweat. the kid that's at Tennessee. Yep. All right. Answer Chelsea's preferred walk-on question. Okay, Who yeah. Ch- uh, Chelsea, his name's Nathan Harris Waynick. He's a, uh, I mean, I I haven't seen an actual rating on him from a site that I trust, like a Rivals or a two four seven or anything. He's just a preferred walk-on kid at Sumter High School, though. So he's a local kid, big time, big time career as far as his four years. I mean, the guy put up like thirty eight touchdowns and three thousand yards or something in his uh. Actually, here, I'll read it to you. 3,200 yards, 6.4 yards per carry, 49 total touchdowns in his career at Sumter. So, um, really cool story, and I think that's why you've seen the video, and it's kind of made news. The guy was an orphan, adopted at 12, and um, the family that he uh, was adopted into are all Carolina graduates. The, his grandfather, through his family, was like a 1972. 72, yeah, graduate, so... Um, you know, great, great story for the kid, somebody that wanted to go to Carolina. And, you know, now that Shane Beamer's here and that's one of Shane's big things for the recruits is he wants to, he doesn't just want to recruit guys to recruit guys. He wants guys that want to come here and want to play for South Carolina and not, you know, I, I hate to say this, not the Israel Kwamu or the JC horns that are kind of playing for themselves, right? The guys that are worried about the name on the back more than they're worried about the name on the front. So. Um, you know, don't know that this kid will a factor very much. Obviously, you got Kevin Harris, you got Marshawn Lloyd, you got Deshaun Fenwick all coming back next year, and Zaquandre White. So, well, just imagine what Marshawn Lloyd would have done this year <laughs> if Kevin Harris did what when Kevin Harris did what he did. They I, also Kevin Harris got snubbed hard oh, yeah. by oh, everybody. Oh my God, yes. Well, yeah. Not only that, but the kid out of North Carolina too. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Travis Etienne got. Uh, first first team, first team all ACC didn't even have a thousand yards. Had it's just had uh, nine touchdowns. He's, he's the, the running name. he's the running back on it's the best the, ACC team. Exactly, That's exactly it's, it's the name recognition name. thing. It's crazy, so man. it but and I guess you know it's it's been like this. It doesn't matter if it's the Heisman. It doesn't matter if it's you, that 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 pissed me off when Dabo's post game conference. He or not post game conference, but his like his post, interview on the speech on conference. the field. Yeah, no, on the, on the field like before the trophy ceremony. Yeah, ceremony. He was talking to all the players, and he was talking about, you know, the Heisman's come about stats here lately, but I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence should get it. It's like, hold on, you just said the Heisman Trophy's about stats here lately, but you think, so you're acknowledging the fact that Trevor Lawrence is not doing as good as all these other players statistically. But should get it because. But should get it because he's your quarterback. So the Heisman's supposed to be just the most impactful player, not just the best stats player, but like, like legitimately, like if the kid goes down, the team goes down. Kind so of thing. it's it's literal it's wording also, is it's given to the person with the best season. 
So, but also, I looked at I looked at the stats. The stats were right after the Florida, um, the Florida Alabama SEC but, game. But so the see, stats weren't updated. Kyle Trask was blowing Lawrence out the water in almost every here, major oh yeah. category. I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay, no, I th- that's what it should be though. Is it should be based on like your stats? If, Kyle, and the if, if Trevor of that Lawrence season. gets it over Trask alone, if it's a it's bullshit. If Trask, but also um. Mac Jones. Mac Jones was beating Lawrence in a lot of shit, too. Mac Jones has had a a phenomenal year, too. If Trask doesn't win it, this will be the most bullshit Heisman ever. And this is why. Yards. Trask, 4,100 yards. The second, Mac Jones, 3,700 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 2,700 yards. He's not even like third. He's like, what, fifth or sixth on the list or something like that? Tenth. He's tenth on the list in total yards. yards. In total yards. He has he twenty. Missed, what, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Because of COVID? Two has, weeks does not does not account for the thousands of yards of difference. Saying. He has yeah. he has fourteen hundred yards less than Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask touchdowns forty three. This is only passing. Uh, Mac Jones thirty two, who is second. They're one two again, and Trevor Lawrence is tied for twelfth at twenty two. Kyle well, Trask. I want to point one, out the fact that Kyle Trask is beating the number guy. Like the second place dude, Mac Jones, mm-hmm. by in touchdowns by, by eleven. By yeah, eleven. He has a lead by eleven over the number has, two guy. That's a has, massive amount. He has almost doubled. He's one away from doubling Trevor Lawrence's Trevor touchdowns. Lawrence. You can't legitimately make an argument for Lawrence. You just well, can't. Dabo Dabo's got a little bit of arrogance. You want? Do you need any more? You, you got something else you want to say? Hold on. Uh, Kyle Trash has three rushing touchdowns to Trevor Lawrence's uh, oh, seven. Yeah, One, he has, two, he has a lot of three, four. Is it just not say? Seven. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, Good so he, he, he makes up a few touchdowns oh, there. Dabo, Dabo's got arrogance behind him. It also kind of makes me mad. Like, if Dabo had only played five games this year, he'd be saying the same argument Ohio State is saying. His, his oh, whole demeanor would be switched. Thousand percent. He would say they're the best team they deserve to be in. Like, he's just he's he's being very hypocritical this oh, year. Oh, you can't. You the can't announcers leave. even called him out about that during the ACC game, and I thought that was kind of funny. They called out Dabo. They were like, I think his demeanor would be a little bit different if the ACC only allowed him to play six games this year. I was like, holy shit, they just called Dabo out. Like, yeah. that's their lord and savior, and they just called him out. I mean, it's wait, the SEC or the ACC? ACC oh, called okay, him out. Okay, the okay. ACC yeah. championship announcers actually yeah, called him out. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, his demeanor would be completely different if he could only play six. Dabo's games. argument would have been, you can't keep the team that's been in the last two national championship games out of it. Yeah, but, but Dabo, what the fuck? I mean, what does that mean? Oh, Ohio State's <laughs> been right there the past five yeah, years. Ohio State's so, been the playoffs. <laughs> but my thing is though, it doesn't matter if your team goes one and eleven, or if you go twelve and zero. If a kid on the one in eleven team put up six thousand yards with this many touchdowns, forty three touchdowns, six thousand yeah. yards, like yeah, yeah, if he puts up just astronomical numbers, you can't help that his defense sucks and they give up. He may score fifty points a game, so your defense just sucks and gives up. And like 70 it's, a it's game. granted, yeah, it's like granted, like that. Kid, Florida, Florida lost three games this year, but for Kyle Trask to put up the numbers he did, yeah. it's just that that kid. He's the offense in an all SEC schedule. Honestly, yeah, honestly. Trevor Lawrence shouldn't even be in. Didn't even in question. He no. shouldn't even be in New York. He's going to get the trip to New York. It's going to be Mac Jones. It's going to be Kyle Trask, and it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. There'll oh, be- then it's um, Alabama's running back. He's the fourth. That's the betting odds. Well, He's no, only three or five go. 
No, you, is it the receiver? Is the receiver from Alabama? Devon, Devonta, Devonta Smith. Smith. Is Devonta Smith. Four, Devonta Smith. Yes, he's De- he's the third or fourth. You, if you have, Harris if I had, if I listen, if I had a Heisman vote, it's Devonta Smith. By the way, just yeah. we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but you could take up to five to New York, Austin. You can take up to five. I, if I would take five, you know, three of them could be coming off of Alabama. In you, all honesty, you know yeah. who I'd also, yeah. and that's know, what I meant earlier when I made the comment about Alabama star being star power. There, there's two other teams that, uh, two other people I would like to see there. Zach Wilson from BYU. Oh fuck yeah! Y'all, a huge, y'all are drafting him in the first round with y'all's like 25th pick at Pittsburgh, quarterback? and y'all are gonna love it. Zach Wilson. That would, yeah, that I hope so. Mason Rudolph ain't painted uh, out. Hell, fucking no. <laughs> and then Dylan Gabbert. I think it's Gabbert. From UCF. Blaine Gabbert? No, it's Dylan. <laughs> is that his cousin? From UCF? Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. Okay, okay. Gabriel. Right, yeah. Both of those. I'd like to see both of those go. Because they have better numbers. They're, BYU's a really good team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it no Trevor, longer, Lawrence, it no longer. Trevor Lawrence is just going because he's on Clemson's team. And and it no longer becomes part of how did you do as an individual. You know What were your stats for this season to deem you – Reasonable for the Heisman. It's Heisman. The Heisman's kind of gone towards the best person on the best, best team. Exactly. And that's, and that's that's not what it should be based on. No. Uh, it, and I think and I think it changed after Lamar Jackson's Heisman. I think I think that is the one where people people got pissed. They were like people this, wanted this to team didn't do Watson. nothing, but the Heisman, you know, the Heisman committee was like, Yeah, you know, Louisville didn't do anything, but he was the most impactful player. He had the better stat. He like he was just he was a phenomenal athlete. Like, yeah, it's the that's person what the Heisman's for. The Heisman is built for the person that has the best season in college football. It's not the best player. It's not who's getting drafted number one overall in the it's NFL. Not what was the best player on the best team? Is that person worthy of yeah. the Heisman? Yeah. No, it's the best player who had the best season. But it, it since the since the Lamar Jackson Heisman, it really has started to become that the and best players on the best teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, granted. Joe Burrow, a hundred thousand percent, deserved it last year. The guy set NCAA record oh, for most passing yards and passing touchdowns. I'm so glad you said that. And Kyle Trask broke every single one of them. Almost every single record Joe Burrow set last year, Kyle Trask has beaten this year. There's no way. Yes, he's not throwing More... sixty touchdowns. He Joe didn't... Burrow threw sixty touchdowns last year. Uh, I don't think because he, he beat he beat Austin he fifty. Austin he beat Colt Brennan's fifty eight. Ah, uh, you might yeah. be right, and and trust me, I know pace. Colt Brennan's record. He was on pace to beat it. <laughs> no, yes, right, he, he might have been on he, pace. If you project his numbers across fourteen games instead of across ten that's games, that's what it was. That's probably what that's it would what be. It yeah. Was. yeah. Well, no, it's because because hell, Drew Locke when he played at Missouri threw for how many? Fifty, fifty-two. He threw for that, like fifty-two. Yeah, that one yeah. year he was there. Yeah, I, I was shocked when I started talking about those numbers uh, last year. Or Kyle Trask got second SEC team. Probably behind Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Uh, that makes sense, but does not it, really. Does it? Stats. It doesn't. Does it? Hey, it's because Alabama's a one-loss team and he's yeah. a three-loss team. I'm yeah. telling you, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it it's crap, man. It's they've total stopped, crap. They've stopped now, looking at the, they've stopped looking at the individual. No, they take in all the other stuff I like the team. I see doing and, that with the SEC team. Why? It's still you're giving because you played a full SEC slate. He's who's still the, the best better? quarterback in the SEC? I don't know. Wait, I don't oh, so. oh, 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 we talking stats or are we talking who's who's actually Kyle, the most talented? Kyle Trask right now, by the numbers, this season was the best quarterback in the SEC. I but I think what they he did for make... the All SEC team, which who's the better player? And I think if you so, so I CJ's... think if you switch positions, I think Florida gets better with 
Mac Jones. So Spiller from Texas A&M is better than Kevin Harris. No, but that's the whole better team is the only reason why they did that. It's a better team. <laughs> Dude, so this – I was typing in Kyle Trask and a, a cool little, you know, like the auto-populate at the end of like what you, what you think you're searching for on Google caught my attention. Um, Has Big Brother been listening to us? Apparently, according to the CBS Sports mock draft, the Steelers will be picking up Kyle, Kyle Trask. Trask. That'd be great. Yeah. This is – this is this is the draft to replace Big Ben because he's not, he it. ain't coming back next year. The way hey. he's looked these last couple of weeks, this is the draft, and there's so many quarterbacks in well, it. Well, he said he's coming back. I I heard him. Yeah, he. But let's see if he stops wanking it long enough so he can throw a football. Okay. Game. All right, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get the, the the second beer and final beer of the night that I brought back from Wyoming as well. It's um from the Grand Teton Brewing Company. Um, Grand Teton, Grand Teton is the actual name of the Grand Mount, like the tallest mountain of the Teton Mountain Range over there in Wyoming. Is that why it's called? That's that's why it's called the Grand Teton. Um, this is the first mug of beer. It's a mocha porter, five percent alcohol. Sounds really good. It's an ale with coffee added. It's really good. It's not nearly as like strong coffee flavors like the coffee lager that Steel Hands, but really good beer. Callie fell in love with it. Um, let's see. Good crack. Good crack. Yeah, it's a very dark. It's a porter. I mean, it's, it's a dark beer. Hey, Chris, to your point, I don't think Devontae Smith's the best receiver in this draft. Okay. It's like if you took the Hershey's beer and the coffee lager and kind of blended it together. Ooh. I'm all right with that, then. So it's a it's a coffee porter? Yeah. Yeah, it is. With, with mocha in it. Adam, you go ahead. Well, I guess, yeah, it don't matter. It, the can kind of looks like something you would see at Starbucks, honestly, though. Yeah, it is kind of like it, it looks design. like a Starbucks kind of Christmassy cup. It's a night sky over a mountain range is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you you could see that on a Starbucks cup this time of year. Uh, Yeah. If Maybe threw, not this time of year, but like if you threw like some reds and greens in it versus like this purple and tan. I'm just going to say that was a great beer to drink at the resort. By the fire, looking up at the mountains, oh, and I believe it. That, that covered in snow—that's a great beer to drink right there. It oh, smells yeah. fantastic too. It's actually pretty solid. And I'm not a coffee. How coffee cold guy. was your balls after a week? Actually, not not cold, man. Like most of the most of the weeks there, it's like snow. <laughs> my snow, bad, Adam. How cold <laughs> your balls, man? <laughs> Snowmobiling, I wore. My, my bad, Adam. <laughs> you were mid-sip too. So the the company we got the, the truck and snowmobiles from, they gave us like all the snow gear that we needed, like the boots, the gloves, the helmets. The jacket, the, the, the jock, hands, the jock strap with the warming Ooh. pads in it. But most of the time, walking yeah, around yeah, town, your, heat, your hot hands that you stuck down in the clock. <laughs> my um, that all I wore miserable. most of the time, except for the ice fishing day, I just wore these jeans that had like flannel on the inside of them, and that was it. Just underwear and then those jeans with the flannel. Did the you guys skiing? Did not. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start taking lessons though for snowboarding, so I can go when we go back. I can tear up. Snowboarding is fun. Also, Snow, I did it when we were kids. Snowboarding is a lot easier to pick up. You no, can see. I heard it's the other way around. No, 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 no. If people used to say that skiing is easier to pick up, harder to master. Snowboarding is harder to pick up, but you can advance a lot quicker once you get the snowboarding. Hangover. If you have all the all snowboarding is is you take your feet and you your your toes are facing downhill. You're stopped. If you turn pair like if you turn your feet perpendicular, you're going, and all you do to to stop obviously. Is turn left or turn right, whichever lead foot, whichever lead foot you have, turn that way, 
and then just fall on your ass. It's the easiest way. That's snowboarding 101 right there. <laughs> He's not wrong, actually. No, it's really. that's. that's but, but I've always I've heard a lot of people saying that they've done both, that snowboarding is definitely the more fun of the two. I would I would agree with that too. I, I've, I we've I've only ever done skiing. I'm worried about doing the splits when I ski. That's the only reason why I will never <laughs> ski is because I just see myself just doing a little split. See, like people say, like the, you know, snowboarding's got a little bit more gruesome injuries because, like, obviously you're strapped in. With yeah. skiing, you're kind of free flowing, but I feel like also skiing, you get a lot more knee injuries because your legs are more free flowing. That yeah. like yeah. you can hit a bump or something, and all of a sudden your your left leg's just like going over here. And just kind of like shoot away from you. I think we we did snowboarding. I did snowboarding twice and skiing twice. Yeah. And I and people used to say the same thing to me that skiing was easier to learn or you know pick up. And and I mean you're I a lot more under control. Thing. Let's put it. But this I way. I'll say that I felt like snowboarding was easier for me to pick up. And I didn't ride skateboards or anything when we were kids. I just I mean I, I rode them, but like on like flat ground, just like nothing crazy. Didn't yeah. Nothing I mean we weren't Tony super, Hawks. Yeah. You know you good. I think skiing's you're a little more under control because you you have two independent feet, you have the stick, so you can kind of like not go very fast and slow yourself down to learn. That's why I think people think it's a little easier to learn. Yeah, just drink it and pass it. But uh, at this point. but I I very I very much enjoy snowboarding more, and learn learn East Coast skiing and snowboarding and then go west coast with it and it's a well that's what i'm gonna start taking little day trips up to like uh sugar mountain or beach mountain and doing because yeah. a lot of the people like up there i've looked online it's not cheap it's not i mean it's cheap cheaper to go up there and just get like a you know a couple hours of lessons and rentals and stuff like that in the peak of winter you can also gatlinburg has a few slopes that are pretty good and stuff like that um but the problem with east coast snowing is the humidity and everything. It's a lot of man-made. Yeah. Of it's man a lot of man-made, and then it's a lot Well, of that humid. was like the stuff out in Wyoming. That mountain we stayed at in the, the Teton Mountains, they're apparently like the both of them are like the world's most famous for like the snow that they get there because it's just it's like a such a fresh powder. Yep. And the, um actually, the, the Snow King Mountain where we stayed has the steepest uh, ski slope in North America. Yep. And why I say learn on East Coast is because East Coast is hard. It's ice a lot of times because the humidity and everything. So when you go out there, it's like the best skiing, snowboarding ever because you're actually getting fresh, yeah, real powder. Kind and of, it's yeah. soft and like, it doesn't hurt when you fall. And yeah. Does anybody want any more last calls before I tell Callie, you can come up here and no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Good. I got my um, taste out of it. I'm, I'm curious if this is a, like a mixed beer. Cause it yeah. says ale with coffee added, but it's a Porter as well. Because those are two different styles of beer. Being a porter and an ale, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. if this I is... I think it's a coffee I, ale mixed with a porter, is what I would say. Because, I mean, you look at the color on the rim, it's not as dark as a traditional porter. So I'm wondering if this is like 70% porter, 30% ale, like coffee ale. Um, I don't know. We can look it up. But um, what would you give it, Chris? What you got? 5% alcohol by bond. Um, I think it's a really solid beer. I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the you know I'm not a huge coffee guy, but I, I tell you, I I really see where people like Alex or you know traditionalists that like, uh, you know, a coffee beer or a coffee you know porter would really 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 love this beer. So I'm just gonna go eight flat for me. Okay, for me, um, eight five. Okay, I would. That was that is a solid. 
and like I can taste like the little hints of chocolate that you get in like a mocha joint. Yeah, those chocolate malts were were pretty significant. I think it's a it's a seven eight for me, but it's an eight four if we're in the mountains. Okay. I think I think <laughs> I, I think my mind would change. Like if I if it's cold outside, like and we're sitting around the snow or in the mountains, like Alex said, like he enjoyed them at the resorts. Opening, opening. I think it goes up. A morning tailgate for a noon game. Could you drink that? No, no, no. Yeah. Like, no. If it, I'm going nine flat for that one. Woohoo! So their right, so- their description on the website says, like your first mug of coffee on a cold winter day, first mug port- mocha porter will warm you up after a day in the snow. This beer is brewed with fresh Alpine air coffee, locally roasted in our hometown of Victor, Idaho. We recommend getting out on the slopes and then warming up with a first mug mocha porter by the ski lodge fireplace, like what I did. So, I mean, but it says I, with it, abundant chocolate, plum, and coffee flavors, first mocha, first mug mocha porter is a well earned treat. It's available from September to January. It's got multiple little mops in it, malts in it. Sorry, mops, hops. Yep. It's got uh, Galena and Bra- uh, Brambling Cross. And then for the coffee, it's 25% Ethiopian, Ethiopian and 75% Colombian. So it's a coffee blend. So it's got multiple different types of malts in it? Yes. Okay. Then it's, it's got two it's row, two it's two two row Maris Otter, Chocolate Rye, Caramunic 3, and Victory. Yeah. So, so it's it's two different beers put together then. So, we, But essentially, though, like because it doesn't get cold enough here, like I couldn't enjoy this on a game day. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's why I gave it a seven eight. I don't know. It's pretty cold in the Clemson game. If then it's... an eight four. I, I don't. On a... it, when I'm saying cold, like I want, I want to see snow on the ground. Like it's got to be. All right. So five years ago, you could have drank this, and you haven't been able to drink it since because I haven't seen snow here in freaking it's eight years. Say it just snowed here like two years ago. Yeah, I know. It's I snowed. yeah, but yeah, we haven't seen a good snow. Yeah. in eight years. <laughs> but yeah, like like there, like the when we were in high school, probably. Like that, or uh, my when, we, when we built the snowman the, with the penis the, nose, the penis nose snowman. Well, that was my freshman year of college, but yeah, okay, so yeah, 2014, 13. 20, no, it's probably been that long, yeah, yeah, it's been 13, 14, Dude, that was like 14. early years of our high school. I see, uh, yeah, that that was not he was not college then because yeah. that was when we were playing the snow, the because it's snow what, logs, it snowed, yeah, that your was ass fell, yeah, and I almost died. <laughs> Well, the last good snow was your freshman year of college. It was when you got stuck at yeah, work. Yeah, that's true. I, that, that, was, that, was, that was the early of that was 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was January 14th. That's yeah. the last good snow had, we had. Because that was one that actually, like, it covered the roadways. Like, you couldn't snowed, tell where the roads were anymore. We had to sit guard during the snow, like, that's why oh, you wait. remember it. We're, that's right, why so you remember it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's, those are different times. Were you in Charleston when we had the coastal blizzard? Remember, it was a weird know, year where it, it actually didn't snow in the Midlands. It snowed on the coast. That happened in like my sophomore year, too. No, but no, no, there, that, okay. that happened one time where it snowed for y'all, but it didn't snow for but us. Because I actually 20, think January I... of 14 is when it was. That was yeah. when he was working at Home Depot and he came up, he texted us and he said, I'm not going to make it home. So can I just stay at y'all's house? And I was like, we yeah. came, He came and we played Call of Duty and for like three days. Because yeah, no, yeah. you couldn't go nowhere. The we whole couldn't. town shut down. You couldn't I'll even com- see the road out of the neighborhood. You couldn't our tell company, where the road was. Our company had to sit guard in the battalions and everything. And there was a good like two or three inches of snow. Alex, I still remember. In Charleston. Ma- I still remember making that drive back to your mom's house together. But anyhow, it yeah. Was, like, well, if I mean, it's it was the, if ice, it's that cold. No, it was legit, dude. If it was that the cold, then yeah, I could wake up with that beer and have That's why I think that beer is... 
It's got to be cold, cold. I think it's much better. That beer would be much better in the mountains in a certain setting. It's kind of like one of the fruitier ones that you that we say, oh, yeah, summertime sitting out on the lake or something like that. That is your opposite of that. It's that a true your, seasonal beer, yeah, like yeah. September to January. That's yeah. why they only brew it during that time. Yeah. All right. Oh, Austin, go ahead. And get, you were traveling, and I'm sure you probably didn't see it, but uh, greatest Christmas movie of all time. Ooh, Elf. Okay, we had a couple of elf votes. Uh, I love elf. Uh, Die Hard was the was the lead for all the votes on the social media, and then uh, uh, I love National, Die Hard. And then Christmas Vacation. Lastly, yeah, Christmas. I, vacation I like Christmas too. Vacation. Um, I like the, also a solid. I like the old Rudolph. I, I, the old school. Here we Rudolph. go. Is it what? What do you classify that movie as? The film style. Austin has no idea what that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live action, anime. Yeah. That's your kind of hint. That's your yeah, hint there. Yeah, I would say, um, I would say it's kind of a live, like, um, I don't think he knows the words that mm -hmm. we're trying to get him to no. accidentally say. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know the technical words for it. Would you consider claymation? That's what, it, yeah, yeah. It's a claymation. It's not. It's not. We, so actually, actually, none of the none of the figures or characters it are clay. It fucking looks like it though. Doesn't it? It, does. it, it fucking looks like it. it. Technically, because we but it's stop motion, but they're because they're made out of felt. Yeah. They're sewn together. It's they're just puppets, a ton yeah. of pictures. They're and, puppets yeah. in the sense that like it's you know it's controlled by a human. There's no strings or there's no strings or anything, but they're little felt little figurines that like they move a little bit and they'll take a take picture, a picture moving yeah. to get take it's another picture. It's just a bunch of pictures combined. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a new drinking game. That I would like to play with y'all. With the Glinch movie? Fuck, you saw it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would be we would hammered. Through, we'd go through a case. Not maybe not. In but. 30 minutes. So the, the original Grinch, the 1956 or something like that, is like 30 minutes long and 20, 26 minutes. It's like 26 minutes long. And you play the Who game. Anytime they say Who, you take a sip. Shit. It is 26 minutes long, and I think they say who like 300-something times. times. Yeah. Who's down in Whoville? I mean, yeah. that's said every three minutes in that movie. Probably not even that every 30 seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like the Good 1950 Lord. version. It's only 26 minutes long, but you would get hammered. Yeah, you probably go through about six beers a piece. I mean, I don't know. I think you'd get through more. I don't know. That's, I, I think it'd be hoops. about eight. I think the four of us could go through a 30 pack. Yeah, easily. 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 The four of us. Who could. makes 30 racks still? You can't buy them in South Carolina. You can't buy them in South Carolina. They're illegal. Where'd y'all get the Kirklands? Didn't y'all get. That was a 48 pack. <laughs> oh, okay. 48, yeah. <laughs> that was a 48 pack. <laughs> that was from Costco. <laughs> that, was the, that was the buying in bulk. <laughs> So, um, um, everyone still, core still makes it, but like, still the makes Copeland it. signatures, man. Um, yeah, all of them still make it. It's just you can't, you can't find them in South Carolina. All right. So, Chelsea said she's got a, a drinking game for us. Put a Christmas hat on the corner of the TV, and when it matches, you drink with like a character. Yeah. Are you talking like it matches with a character? Are you talking like what color? What movie? No, it's got to be matches. She meant matches with a character. Yeah. Like, anytime like it, it looks fits like on somebody's yeah. head. Yeah, okay. All right. So you play like Elf and then do it? It's got to be like a Christmas movie. She yeah. said yes. She said yes. Yeah. What, what, what we're saying is right. So, yeah, that would be a, that'd be a dangerous one. So I got to share a story from, from Jamaica. So 
um, I went to the Appleton Estates Rum Factory, which is if you if anybody knows what that is, that's like that's Jamaica's rum. I mean, it's it's been there since 1749, and uh, you know they we they take you through all the history and all this other cool stuff. So they are um, Appleton Estates has been around for a long, long time, and they have special brands. They carry special reserves, so you can get like just the regular Appleton specials, which is like between one and four years old. They have a special eight-year reserve, which they came out with in 2000 when they hired the first female. Um, how do they say? It's not brewmaster, but it's like, you know, the rum specialist for their, like the head rum person is, they were the first one in the world to ever hire a female. And they have a 21-year reserve, which I have at the house, and then a 23-year reserve, which is only sold on property at the distillery. You can only buy it there. They did a... Did you buy one? The 23 year? Yeah. No, I bought the 21 year when we oh. went on my honeymoon and it was only like $170 then for the 21 year, which, you know, is still really expensive. But the 23 year is 500 bucks. Oh, shit. And I didn't enjoy the 21 year enough to, to, to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to buy the 23 year. You well, know what I mean? Why don't you and, get the 21 year and wait two years? I have. It's been two years now. So it's a 23, I guess. No, not really. No, but it doesn't age um, in a glass. <laughs> yeah, it was I a know, joke. I know. So. It's not uh, like the sisters. But hey, <laughs> so we can get a small barrel and age it. So, yeah, you could buy a barrel. But you know what's really cool, actually? Speaking of barrels, they buy used uh, whiskey barrels from Jack Daniels. That's where all the barrels are from that they age their rum in. So that's why it's got that dark tint and it's kind of got that that smoky, burnt whiskey flavor. But anyways, so in 2012, they released, right? 2012, yeah. In 2012, they released a uh, a 50-year special reserve and they were selling them and blah 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 so they they basically sold out and then they decided to actually i guess it wasn't in 2012 it was before then but they decided to buy back a lot of the bottles that were unopened and uh and each prime minister of jamaica that was still alive at the time when the 50-year reserve came out got a 50-year reserve bottle well all of the prime ministers you know took multiple bottles eventually is what they bought up but they all ended up individually having a bottle unopened at this point. So Appleton Estates bought them all back and put them back into a casket to save. And they have like 10 caskets full of the 50-year reserve now that is going to sit back in the caskets again for another 50 years. And they're going to come out with the first ever 100-year reserve rum. It can't be good. In 2062. I feel like at a certain point you're not aging yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's got to be a threshold there, which it's going to evaporate a lot of it. I know. In Fifty years, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" Like, I kind of want this, and we started talking about it, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, kind of want that." That's going to be ten grand a bottle. Take take your guesses, actually, because I asked the lady. I was like, "All right, so when in 2062 when this comes out, how much will it be?" At least eighteen k. You got you got ten you got ten caskets worth of rum. At least eighteen k. 18k. All right. Yeah. This this can be the last thing. Yeah. I don't you, even... Just, just, just Probably like 30, it. 35. Is it like, is it something? They've waited 100 years for this. Mm. And like he said, it was 50, 50 year barrels that they had to go and track yeah. back down. Yeah. Get them back on property and rebarrel them. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe yeah, like 37.5. Thirty thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah. yeah, a bottle. What year are these One things liter. gonna be ready? 
2062. 20, 2062. We're going to be live, boys. <laughs> I, you better be alive. It's only 42 <laughs> years, bud. <laughs> we would be like late 60s, though. Hey, that's a good way to celebrate, though. Fucking yeah. 70th yeah. birthday party is what I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah. So it's it's going to be called the Appleton Wait, State's 60 Prime what? Minister Reserve 2062. So y'all would be 68. Whoa, would we really? Y'all yeah. would be 68. Fuck. 2062? Steve, Steve said 92. Yeah. 2062? 2062. 70. Yeah, 68. 68, 68. yeah. Shit. I'm t- like... Hey, 69th birthday present. Yeah, yes. nice. Yes. <laughs> I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Steve All said right. I'll be 92. <laughs> um, yeah, so I know we got to wrap this up, but I mean, that was just that was just a really cool experience to go through the warehouse and see how they like rotate barrels every two years and show you the different aging processes and flavor. Did you have to slurp that in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Stay professional, right, Bojangles. Stay professional. Okay. All right, boys. Um, All, right, All right, so wrapping it up. Obviously, thanks for everybody that was listening. Uh, if you're listening to this at a later time, make sure you're following us on Instagram. That's where we post a lot of our stuff right now. Um, you know, thank you for obviously following us. And uh, y'all have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, everybody have a Merry, yeah. well, Merry happy, Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy everyone. holidays. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa. Um, thank you. I don't think it's out there. I don't know what the Muslims are doing right now. I don't think it's not Ramadan. So wait, what? Just Yom, Ramadan? Yom Kippur. Is that it? Oh, no. Either in. January. This is oh yeah yeah okay yeah. Anyhow, month after something. Yeah, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Celebrate the Chinese New Year's last year, last month. Um, I get, I guess, Happy New Year's. If we don't do one before New Year's, Happy New Year's. Well, yeah, we could do. Well, we can do. We can try to get one. Yeah, we get one in next week. I got a, uh, I got a pretty good um question for the New Year's. If we go back to the poll questions on Instagram, so all right, all right. Well, it's been a fun episode. Austin joined us in surprisingly late. Yeah, so thanks here. for joining us again. And as always, uh, I'm Alex. Adam's here. Chris is here. Another episode of Beer Begging and Bros. Thank you for listening. Later, poop, y'all. Poop, 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 poop.